This is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. The Monty Show, live on your YouTube machine. How the heck are you? What an unbelievable weekend of football, both in the NFL and in college. How many dreams died over the weekend? How many TVs died over the weekend? Uh, How many Dallas Cowboy fans have thought to themselves, here we go again? Oh, I think a lot of them. Who's on the hot seat in the Big 12? Is Lane Kiffin overrated? Oh, my God, have we got a lot to get to today. And as usual, it's all presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business, hands down. My friends, what I love about The Advocates is... They employ empathy. They understand the situation you're in. They understand that the best service they offer you is peace of mind. They let you get back to your best version of yourself. They handle all the minutia stuff. They make sure that you come out of your accident with the best possible result. That's why they never ask you to reach into your pocket to pay the advocate. Advocates, chat with an attorney live online right now for free at theadvocates.com. Boy, what a weekend of football. Um, you know, and I, I promised on Friday, and maybe I'm outing myself as a damn liar. I don't know. But I promised on Friday we would not come in here and talk about Deion Sanders. We're not going to talk about Prime. I told you we were going to focus on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and the next natural steps in their relationship. That was going to be the entire show today. What are their babies going to look like? Will the, mail, will the mailman be involved? I promised you. But how do we do that when Coach Prime got exposed in Eugene over the weekend? Well, at least that's the narrative that the haters have put out about Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes. I'm struggling with this, and I know we've talked about this a lot on the show. Would love to get your thoughts in the comments section below. Because I don't understand why so many college football fans seemingly hate Coach Prime and talked about how he was exposed and, you know, the, the, the tweet machine and the Facebook machine and the Instagram comments talking about how we shouldn't say Deion Sanders' name again until they make a bowl. Okay, so one loss in September means we can never talk about your team again. One loss in September means that you're a terrible, overrated, can't-coach-anyway football coach. One loss in September means that you abandon your previous football school and your previous football players to get money because you're greedy. I heard all of that this weekend, that Deion Sanders abandoned Jackson State. He left Mississippi behind. It was a cash grab, to which I say, Uh, No, actually, you said that so loudly and so many people ran that narrative over the weekend that his former players and former administrators at Jackson State have all come out and said he laid the groundwork for them to grow. And he still supports the program and mentors his players. What is the vitriol? What is the hate, Jake, in your mind for Coach Prime Deion Sanders? Yeah, I mean, I just think a lot of people mistake Deion Sanders. I think a lot of people feel like he is a front runner or maybe talks a lot of junk or maybe is a little bit too arrogant. And I think 
that's where maybe he rubs people the wrong way. But but my biggest thing with Dion and his relationship with, you know, the haters or just the fans in general, even the media, is that Dion's been consistent on how he operates. It's not as though this version of Dion, you know, was any different than the version at Jackson State. I mean, this is the same guy that you saw at Jackson State building culture, you know, t taking kids and turning them into men, like, you know, trying to create and help these kids do the right things. And they've been doing that. And I think the the thing with Dion you have to understand is that people uh, in our country specifically, college football fans, they love to stick it to people, right? So they love to say, oh, you talked all this junk. Now you lost. Now you got exposed. Now you're terrible. You're an awful coach. You were has been and it never was. Like, that's what we love to do in sports. And I think that Dion Sanders... Um, is really quite aware of that. And that's why he's able to handle all this hate so well. But I also love the fact that no one wants to talk about Dan Lanning and how he's conducting himself. Dan Lanning is the guy who, what, uh, two months ago or whenever it was, wants to roll up on the podium and be like, yeah, they had, Colorado hasn't won anything, and they're, they're not of relevance. Not a big reaction. I mean, I'm trying to remember when, what they won to affect this conference. I don't remember. Do you remember them winning anything? I don't remember them winning anything. That's it. Thanks, Coach. I appreciate it. I mean, he, he, he's not wrong. So if Colorado hasn't won anything, and essentially what you're saying there is, hey, Colorado's not of relevance. They're not a good team. They haven't won anything. You know, they're 1-11 last year. So if they're such a crappy team, then why did you feel the need to have your mascot roll out with your players in a hat and sunglasses? Well, and before the game in the locker room and all week long, he was talking yeah. about how Colorado's playing for clicks. But what else would he say? It's exactly the right messaging. You and I are 100% opposed on this. We we had a, a, a little battle in our pre-show meeting today about this. I have no problem with anything that Dan Lanning said about Colorado before, during, or after the game. That's exactly what Dan Lanning should do. Now, the the not so the not so smart rhetoric that was run out ahead of the Colorado State game, well, that cost you a loss at Colorado State. Dan Lanning knew that his team was probably two to three times deeper and more talented than Colorado. That is the unvarnished truth about this game, and I don't yeah. feel like we want to say that. We want to insult Deion Sanders. We want to, you know, I, I love the line when people say Deion Sanders sucks. You don't coach at a university like Colorado and suck. You don't play a professional sport. You don't play college football and suck. Did Deion Sanders get beat Saturday? No, he didn't. His team got beat because they're not as talented six months into his tenure, really, at Colorado. I have no problem with what Dan Lanning did. But I agree with what Deion Sanders said after the game. You better get Colorado now. I don't say stuff just to say it for a click, you know, I'm contrary to what some may say. But, uh, yeah, I keep receipts. Uh, but I'm serious. I analyze and I understand what we're up against and what we have and what we need. One thing that I could say honestly and candidly, you better get me right now. This is the worst we're going to be. You better get me right now. Now, somebody, yeah, I, I got messengers. God bless him, though, man. He's a great coach. He did a great job. God bless him. He take their shots. They won. I don't shoot. I don't do that. They won. That's what I've been telling you. 
You're never going to hear Deion Sanders go after another coach, another player. That's just not the way he is. And I think that's how it has to be. But the truth of the matter is, Oregon is a by far better football team than Colorado is. We talked about it on the show Friday. I told you I did not see a way that Colorado was going to cover. I this, this was not a surprise. What is surprising to me is all of the smearing and all of the hate and the vitriol for a guy who's done nothing short of work miracles at Colorado. There's no way to look at what Deion Sanders has done just at Jackson and at Colorado and have anything negative to say about him. It's wild to me that people rip Deion Sanders because he wears sunglasses. That's what that's what you have to go at Deion yeah. Sanders about. Your biggest complaint about Deion Sanders is he wears sunglasses. Friends, that tells you how good he is at football. Because there is no questioning that he is the second best punt returner ever in the history of the NFL. In the history of the NFL. He is arguably the greatest football player of his generation. And now he is without question, one of the most successful football coaches this season for what he's done. He's tripled their win total in four games from all of last year. And we're going to sit here and rip this guy's sunglasses? I hope you continue to do that because they're only going to get better. Yeah, and I guess what I was what I would have much rather seen out of Colorado and Dan Lanning and and it's it's unrealistic to expect this. I understand Dan Lanning, this is not who Dan Lanning is, but but I would have loved to have seen Colorado or Oregon not even acknowledge Colorado's existence. If you know you're 2 to 3 times as deep, if you know you're a better team, let's not even talk about them. Let's not make it about them. Let's make it about us and we're just focused on us and we're going to go out and execute and the usual coach speak and then when you beat them when you throw 50 up or 42 then if you want to say something say something but I just didn't particularly love love you know all the 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 smack talk and we're playing for wins and they're playing for clicks like you made it about Colorado instead of just making it about you it is also of note that Deion Sanders has more five-star official visits completed and on the books for this season than Colorado has had in the last five years. In the last five years, Deion Sanders has more five-star visits completed and scheduled than Colorado's had in five years. And I don't know if anybody was paying attention. Uh, our friends out in Georgia lost a five-star recruit today who decommitted. Any, anybody remember what his second choice for a school was Colorado ah! that's why people I think dislike Deion Sanders because he's good at recruiting he's good at his job if the, if this was Lincoln Riley and Lincoln Riley had come in with the fanfare and Caleb Williams and all this talent and if you had the talent that Oregon or SC has and then you had all this hype and then you got blown out okay you're gonna wear that yeah Deion Sanders, is, in my opinion, has done nothing but succeed and lift people in the last several years of his coaching. I, Frankly, I only know him at Jackson State because of what he did his last year at Jackson State. Right. Which was 
unbelievable. And now you're looking at Colorado, and he's just gotten better. So I, I think we can sit here and crush him, but I look at Colorado. There was no expectation that Colorado was going to go to a bowl game. There was no expectation. I think we talked all all three games all summer that they were going to win three to four games. Yeah. And what has he done? He's three and one now. Like it's it's remarkable to me. It's remarkable to me what Deion Sanders has done. I'm happy for that cat. I am happy he's healthy enough to be this coach. I am I am sure that he is thrilled that guys like Dan Lanning are putting him at the top. That's the other thing I think a lot of people don't think about. When you have coaches the 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 stature of a Dan Lanning ripping Deion Sanders and talking about how he's only here for clicks, which I think we all know is not true, but hey, again, I have no problem with it. But what Dan Lanning doesn't understand is that helps Deion Sanders in recruiting because you're speaking the language of recruits. They understand. They like Deion Sanders. They respect Deion Sanders. They want to play for Deion Sanders. So when you continue to put his name at the top of the stack, I think it does nothing but help Deion. And I think Deion's earned that because you've beaten teams that you were not supposed to beat. I mean, namely TCU and maybe Nebraska and Colorado State. I mean, are those games that we all thought those other teams were going to win? Not really. I, they had no business going to Fort Worth and beating TCU. Yeah. They probably had no business beating Nebraska. They probably had no business beating a game Colorado State team. But what are the facts of the case? If Dion wasn't there and that change had never happened, would they be 0-4 right now? Yes. I think there's a very good chance Colorado would be 0-4. But they're not. They're 3-1. They're halfway to bowl eligibility, which is your goal at this point. And... They're wildly successful. They're making tons of money. They're drawing huge TV revenue, and they're going to the Big 12. It's everything that you want in college football. And frankly, I, I don't have a single complaint about Deion Sanders. Yeah, and, I, and, and that's, that's why I wanted to talk about this today because I think that there's a whole slew of people who are just trying to rain on the parade because they finally have an opportunity. It was almost like a ticking time bomb. Like, you could look at the schedule preseason or whatever and be like, all right, well, you know, depending on when they lose that first game, the hype might be able to build. And we all thought they'd lose right out of the gate, and then they didn't. And so then when they won again and they won again and Oregon was rolling up, you knew that it was going the, the Cinderella story, as Dan Lanning called it, which it's not a Cinderella story. But Dan Lanning refers to it as a Cinderella story is now over. I got news for you, bro. The Cinderella story is just getting going. Yeah. Because when he gets better talent and he starts beating you repeatedly, uh, and you're lucky you're going to the Big Ten and he's going to the Big 12, like, if you were to ever, like, if Dion sees Dan Lanning in a bowl game, let's say, in two years, dude, the heat around that game when Dion's actually got level talent would be incredible. Well, because you can't argue. I mean, you can but I think it's almost inarguable that Deion Sanders and his staff are really good at coaching football players. Yeah. His the the level of of performance that we're seeing at Colorado out of guys you don't even know is pretty remarkable. The fact that they're lower level talent on this roster is competent. They're are they good? No, they're not good compared to Oregon. But are they competitive? Yes. Are they competent? Yes. Do they know the system? Yes. Do they understand? Do they use fundamentals? Yes, they do. Are, can they run with Oregon? They can't. 
Can they throw with Oregon? They can. He's got a quarterback in Shador Sanders. Is he the dual threat that Bo Nix is? He's not. Bo Nix showed an entirely different level uh, over the last four weeks at, at Oregon, which I think, unfortunately now, is the story we're not talking about. We're not talking about how great Bo Nix has been. We're talking about Dan Lanning running his mouth and and Deion Sanders losing a game. Yeah. And that could be part of the offshoot. But the bottom line on this whole Coach Prime thing is, I think people hate on Dion because he's very good at what he does. It's the same reason people hate the Patriots. It's the same reason that people hate hate the the pick the team, USC, Alabama, mm-hmm. Georgia, it, it, Tom Brady. Like, pick the guy who's elite at what he does, and you're going to hate LeBron James and Michael Jordan. Yeah. That's just the reality of the situation. And Deion Sanders is in that class. After four games at Colorado, I think he has become, without question, the most talked about figure in college sports this year. And I think he is at the the forefront of conversations and on the tip of your tongue as a college fan. Yeah, and I think now we're all waiting to see what they do against SC. I mean, is this another, you know, 50 to 6 performance? I mean, or is there some bounce back, you know, and they're able to put up you know, 14, let's say, which I think would be a huge accomplishment against SC, frankly. I, yeah. You know, and, and I know Travis Hunter is saying that, hey, I, you know, he's there's that video going around on, I think it's on Prime's YouTube, uh, where, you know, Travis Hunter texted Prime and said, there's no way I'm missing this game and I got to play. And, and so I love that fight out of Travis Hunter and this team. Obviously, they believe, obviously, they're bought in. But I just think the way your schedule has worked out here, you, you have this, this, this game of the Oregon that had so much heat. And it's unfortunate you don't have a bounce back game, a get back game yes. that you're 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 able to have a chance to win because I because I think SC is the same conversation as Oregon, just worse. I mean, dude, if SC threw up sixty on you, no one would be surprised. They got the best quarterback in college football. Yep. you've got the best off. Like we're not surprised. What's going to happen the first time Dion wins a game of consequence? <laughs> think about know. let let that sink yeah. in because I think the other thing that we 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 tend to do is we tend to make heroes out of zeros. I think what Deion Sanders has done at Jackson State and now at Colorado is nothing short of miraculous. I mean, to be to be a to be an elite team at Jackson State as they were to I, I'm unbelievable. But what he's already accomplished at Colorado, unbelievable. But the one thing I will say is Dion needs to win a game of consequence, a big matchup, an SC, an Oregon. He needs to be able to, to go into any stadium in the country and compete. That's not going to happen this year. Next year, totally different story. Right. When he's got a, a, when he's got a line either offensive or defense and he's got linebackers, look out because that team's going to be very good. I think that's the one thing that we haven't seen Deion Sanders do yet. We have not seen him win a huge game. Now he's four games into his Colorado career. He's going to have multiple opportunities this year. But we have not seen Deion Sanders win a game of consequence. And once that happens, my friends, I, I, I wish you well because I think the hype machine that is Deion Sanders is going to be five, ten times more. And I think he'll be at Colorado for five years. If they not, and I, if he stays at Colorado for five years, they're going to the college football playoff. Yeah. Because the level of player 
combined with the quality and ability of coach. Yeah. At, at Colorado, oh, my God. Well, and I think even this year, you look at their schedule, and obviously, you know, they're in the Pac-12 for this final year. After SC, you've got some opportunities. Arizona State's an opportunity. You know, I mean, if you're able to beat a bad Arizona State team, that's a good look. You know, Stanford is shown to be a little better than people want to give them respect for this year. I think that'd be a good look. And then this run of UCLA and Oregon State, I think, is a great tester. I think Oregon Boy. State is an outstanding test for this team. But I think that UCLA got exposed up in Salt Lake City. Mm. My God, did they get physically dominated in that game. And having having the uh, you know the ability to go back and watch that game multiple times and the highlights from it and the line play they got UCLA got physically handled by by Utah the in a even for Chip Kelly it's like you don't expect him to win physical matchups okay fine he's a finesse guy they got physically dominated right. By Utah, so I agree with you. There, there are some definite opportunities for Colorado in the comment section. What was your game of the weekend? How did your team do? Some of the games that stood out to me, obviously Florida State beating Clemson thirty-one twenty-four. Jake and I were watching that game in a bar, uh, having some I don't know brunch fest lunch and stuff, stuff. Uh, and it was shocking how bad, how bad Florida State is at just mere execution, I walked away from the Florida State game believing that those were two pretty mediocre teams that I I was not impressed at all. I was not impressed at all with Florida State defensively. Mm-hmm. Just out of position, how many times was Florida State repeatedly just in the wrong place? Linebackers overrunning cutback lanes by three to four yards, allowing Clemson to get critical fourth fourth quarter first downs. And again, I think he's a wonderfully talented quarterback. Jordan Travis is not a Heisman Trophy candidate. Jordan Travis is not one of the best quarterbacks in the country. And I think I think the harsh reality is I think Florida State is not a top five team. Not after what I saw in what should have been a 17 to 21 point win over Clemson. Because they had the opportunities, especially in the second half. And Jordan Travis could not execute. I was really disappointed in his play. Yeah, and you know, and I and I look at this Clemson defense, and, and the Clemson defense is just not that talented. It's not some amazing hey, we're going to hold you down and wear you out type defense the way a Utah is or whoever, whatever great defense you want to look at. And, and, and I think the disappointing thing is, you know, when you talk about Jordan Travis, like that's great you threw for 289, right? But the the idea that Johnny Wilson can't get 100 yards in this game against the that defense? The idea that you threw for 56% against Clemson. And there, there there's something you better recognize about Jordan Travis. This kid is a 60 Sub 60% completion guy. That's that's starting to become very clear. When he has not got two feet on the ground, he is a wildly erratic thrower. And I, I just, you have a wide receiver, and really you have two wide receivers yeah. that can be all world. And in, in, in the fourth quarter, he could not find Keon Coleman or Johnny Wilson to save 
his life, and they were open. Yeah, and by the way, when he says he couldn't find him, that doesn't mean that he didn't try to complete it. No. He just couldn't throw it to it. Like, no. he didn't make good throws. And and I'm, we're watching this game. We're sitting here, and we're like, hey, Florida State, you're going to lose this game. You're going to lose this game. And, and, and if not for God bless his soul, Dabo Sweeney, and that crappy-ass defense, you would not have won this game. Yeah. And that's what's incredible to me. And then what do I get today? Old, reliable Brett McMurphy putting Florida State number one in the country in his AP Top 25. I don't know why this team gets so much respect. I don't know why this team is is being sold as, like, the best team in the country. Because I, I don't yeah. even know that... I don't even know that Florida State would, like, I think Texas would be Florida State. I think that that they would not even be in the game against uh, a Georgia or, or 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 even Alabama. We got to get the good old Sabinator in that game, but but I just, I, I, the lack of execution, I think, is the perfect way to say it. They just didn't play well at all. I, I And then I, I, what do I even say about Notre Dame? I, you know what? I, I need a buckshot first. I can't do Notre Dame. The, the, the absolute free pass Marcus Freeman and Notre Dame are getting today. No, no, no. I, but come on, not it's Not one game. play. Not one play. It's late game. Two plays with 10 men on the field. Notre Dame, our mother. Somebody should have given Marcus Freeman a buckshot. Because maybe he'd have thought more clearly. Because that's one of the... Uh, hello? That's one of the best parts about Bucked Up, Bucked Up Energy. Uh, BuckedUp.com. Make sure you go and get uh, your buckshot. Again, I, I apply this most in golf. Uh, when I'm struggling, I hit a buckshot. Sunday, I played the worst front nine that I have played at Canyons in Park City all season long. It was brutal. Hit a buckshot, hit the turn. It did not get better. But, no, I'm kidding. Actually, it did get better. I shot a 45 on the front, um, which, trust me, friends, is not good. Uh, and I shot, I think, a 37 on the back. Uh, so you feel a little better about that. But you take buckshot, and you just get clarity of mind. You, you don't get some huge energy spike. You don't get any dips or drops. You just have more energy. You feel more clearly. You can think more clearly. You know, we've talked about it in terms of, hey, I'm drowsy. I know I've got a long drive. Let me hit a buckshot so I get so I wake up my mind. Hey, I've got a big pivot table, an Excel spreadsheet i got to finish, or a report, or a phone call, or a conference call. Whatever it is you need mental clarity for, Buckshot's going to give you that lift in energy. It's 200 milligrams of caffeine. It is lovely. I love it. It is my go-to product every single day, right about this time on the show, and it just powers me until bedtime. Go get your Buckshots now at buckedup.com. Use the promo code MONTY20 to save 20% off at checkout. You guys, all you get at Bucked Up are quality products with quality ingredients that do exactly what they tell you you're going to do. they're going to do at buckedup.com. Okay, I've wasted as much time as I can waste. And I understand why you'd want a delay on this. I, I get it. I get it. I cannot for the life of me. I just can't for the life of me understand, A, forget that Notre Dame didn't have 11 men on the field the last two plays for Ohio State. Right. Forget that Ohio State scored the game-winning touchdown by about According to SportsCenter, I believe they said it was three inches. Three inches. Yeah. 
is how close it was for Ohio State and Notre Dame. Ohio State won that game ultimately by three inches. No, they didn't. They lost because of poor play calling and poor execution defensively all night long. You're in the wrong formations against the wrong sets. You don't shift. You don't audible defensively, and it costs you. And then you get down to the two last plays where you you knew it, I knew it, Notre Dame, our mother knew it, your mother knew it, Ohio State was going to run that ball into the end zone. You burned timeouts you shouldn't have burned, so you couldn't call a timeout. Because today, Marcus Freeman straight up said, the head coach at Notre Dame, hey, we knew we had 10 men on the field, but we didn't have a timeout, and I didn't want to call. I didn't want to have a penalty for running too many men or being offsides or what have you. And then what was his explanation? Marcus Freeman came back and said, yeah, we knew we had 10 men on the field for those last two plays, but we couldn't fix it. We've now put into our system a hand signal to have a guy jump offside. It's amazing to me that, number one, your players are not well coached to the point where they wouldn't recognize that they only had 10 men on the field. Because I've watched the plays a thousand times, and there's nobody jumping up and down saying, hey, we're missing a D lineman. Hey, hey, we're missing a D lineman. Nobody's Um, doing that. They're not set up to stop the run on the goal line. And ultimately, Ohio State scored by three inches because Notre Dame didn't have the right personnel on the field and what was missing a defensive lineman. And what do we get today? Ah, oh, shucks, bro. It's a learning opportunity for Marcus Freeman, the guy who was always way in over his head as the head coach at Notre Dame. My fucking ass. It's Notre Dame. It's not a southern state directional school. It's not a technical institute. It's Notre Dame. You got to be better than knowing you have 10 men on the field, two plays in a row to decide the game, and having no idea what to do besides suck your thumb on the sideline. Um. Be better, but you're not because you're not. And Notre Dame continues to rise to the level that they set for themselves, which is mediocrity and anything but awesomeness. And I am no Brian Kelly apologist. And he certainly has been Notre Dame, Brian Kelly at LSU, losing games you should never lose. But Brian Kelly's going for going for two points to beat Alabama. And Brian Kelly has got LSU going in the right direction. Is there anybody sitting here right now who can tell me Notre Dame's going in the right direction? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say that. There's no question it's hard to say that. I, I, I think if you were to ask a Notre Dame fan, they would characterize this game as a hard-fought game. Uh, you know, that you lost because you had 10 guys on the field at the wrong time. But and, that's but I want to make this clear. Yeah. That's not why they lost the game. And I agree with that. I mean, you lost the game because you you you, you are not disciplined enough. You are not well coached enough. Your, you are not... Your defensive play calling on at least half a dozen plays was bad in the fourth quarter. They look like a coaching staff who didn't know what to call, who didn't know what was coming, who didn't know what to do, and didn't have the right personnel sets on the field for a good part of the fourth quarter. It, it is, it's inexplicable. And I am a lifelong Notre Dame fan. Right. And I'm just going to keep saying what I've been saying since Charlie Weiss. 
until Notre Dame holds itself at just ultra accountable levels. You're just going to keep being this guy. Congratulations. Hey, man, the Alamo Bowl, no shame in that. The Holiday Bowl, no shame in that. The Pool and Weed Eater Bowl against your mom's Knitting Circle Institute of Technology, there's no shame in that. Congratulations. Because that's who you are. Right. You're not special, Notre Dame. You're not unique, Notre Dame. You're not Alabama. You're not Clemson. You're Ohio State. And what's Ohio State this year? Pretty mediocre. Yeah. Pretty mediocre. Ohio State's not special. Uh, And I'll just keep pointing you back to the show on Friday. What did I tell you this game was going to be? A bunch of dudes running their faces into each other. And Notre Dame would have the ball in the fourth quarter with a chance to win the game. And what happened? Notre Dame had the ball in the fourth quarter with a chance to win the game. And you couldn't, you couldn't execute. You want to kick field goals all game. You don't want to score touchdowns. It's wholly unforgivable. Yeah. No pun intended. It is in its entirety unforgivable. The way that Notre Dame performed, yeah, like, and, and, and and I think that you know your your point about them not holding themselves to a high enough level, I I think is spot on because again you don't see this kind of mistake out of you know major players in the college football playoff. You, you don't see these kind of mistakes uh, uh, amongst the big boys. And and again, you know, watching this game, uh, sitting here watching Ohio State just chop away in the run game. We're just going to run it down your throat, and we're going to have our leading back, Henderson, run for seven yards on average. Like, you can't have that happen. And that's what's incredible is, like, even though they were running for seven yards a carry, even though, you know, Kyle McCord is 240, like, you were still in position to win the game. And then Marcus Freeman in his in his post-game press conference, I think it was his post-game press conference, a reporter said to him, hey, well, you know, the the, the Louisville games at night, um, and Marcus Freeman's like, he has to look over to a media person, and the media person's like, yeah, it's at night. Marcus Freeman doesn't even, how do you not know your next game? Pray for us. <laughs> I mean, that, that it, this is, and maybe this is, this is my penance. I'm a Notre Dame football fan because I, I am a, uh, uh, a self-deprecating masochist. I don't know. I mean, is it? Is it? And again, I agree. He should know what the next game is. But is it? Is it unfair to judge him harshly in the moment after the post game? Cause, yes. Because because I feel like there are like two types of coaches in college football. You have the coach in college football who, you know, is very much in the moment. Hey, we're not looking to next week yet. We got to watch the tape. That that type of situation. I mean, Nick Saban said something similar. Like a reporter asked him about a specific play, or I think the O line play actually. He was like, "Well, I can't answer that. Got to look at the tape. X Y Z." And then you've got Freeman who gets asked about, you know, uh, their next week's game and it being at night and looks clueless. And it just was so fitting after the way you lost that game. And I agree, that single play didn't lose you the game. But just that's the headline you're writing by having 10 guys on the field at the goal line. And the difference is you don't have the cakewalk. How is Michigan the number two team in the country this week? Yeah. And if anybody wants to explain this to me, I'm, I'm here for it. This this is hysterical. And there's a couple of things that you probably really need to look at here. Uh, anybody anybody want to explain to me how Michigan's the number two team in the country? Above Texas. 
And if you also look at like SC's eighth, Oregon's ninth, Oregon is ninth. But wait, Notre Dame sucked. Notre Dame just lost to Ohio State. And Notre Dame stayed 11. How like Alabama's 12th, you beat Old Miss in SEC game? A conference game of consequence and they're 12th? It, it's remarkable to me that you have an undefeated Oklahoma team at 14 at 14. And the real the real travesty in this whole thing is look at Washington who I think I think I could make a real argument that behind Texas Washington's the best team I've seen this year and they're 7th. Yeah, well, we know why that is. Nobody and they're 7th. Yeah, nobody's watching. Nobody nobody cares. Nobody's watching. Nobody you. nobody is watching the Pac-12. Yeah. Nobody is I think voters were happy to Mm-mm-mm. Well, and let's be clear. The only Pac-12 that's being watched is Dion every week up until this week, right? Like, obviously, well, people were thrilled with Dion, and he was setting viewership numbers. So now what I'll be curious to see is, okay, well, where, where the viewers go now? Because if I'm a viewer, and, I'm, and I'll speak for myself, I, I, I do want to watch SC Colorado. I do want to see what the bounce back is. Not because it's in, in dispute who's going to win this game. But because I want to see the bounce back. Yeah. Right? Like, I want to see what does Dion do now? He's got everyone piled on the hate train. Everyone's hating on him, saying all these mean things. Where do you go from here? And I would love I to know. see uh, Lincoln versus Dion and what Dion can do to slow them down because you're not stopping them. But let's make their life as, you know, hard as possible. That to me, I think is exciting. But Washington, I agree, is a true victim here. You're a really good team. Heisman Trophy caliber quarterback. Uh, what's not to like? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I am. Uh, I'm amazed by it. And then there's Texas. And my friends, I know you hate it. We talk about it every week on the show. Hate to break it to you. Who's the best team in the country? It's Texas. not. It's not Georgia. It is not Georgia. It sure as hell is not Florida State. It is the Texas Longhorns, and it is. It is going to be remarkable to see this game at DKR against Kansas because I think this could certainly be leading to the Red River Red River rivalry. This could certainly be a trap game. Although Kansas certainly equated itself quite nicely against BYU. Right. But I look at Texas, that defense, I, I've never seen a faster defense. And I've watched football professionally as a as an analyst as, and as a member of the media for 25 years, maybe more. I've never seen a defense that's got that level of speed and hand talent. Them dudes can catch the football, and they are fast. And I'm talking about the defensive line. I haven't even gotten to the linebackers. I haven't even I haven't even gotten to the corners. Yeah, that defense. They're in the right place. I feel like Texas's defense is in the right place every single snap. Well, and the idea that you can scheme a blitz to to the point where you can you can pressure the line, bring the safeties, bring the corners if you want, and you're going to confuse the offensive line by oh, that's right, dropping your defensive linemen into coverage eight yards down the field. That's wild to me. I can't say that I've seen that. I can't. You, you don't see defensive linemen dropping in the coverage. And I'm not saying they do it all the time, but just the idea that you have that ability, 
is insane. I, I mean, the flexibility that gives you is incredible. Jalen Ford was at Big 12 football media days, and he was standing right behind our table set area waiting to do an interview, and I was talking to him. And he straight up said, we want to be in the backfield all season long. And you look at the numbers against Baylor and the fact that Byron Murphy had two sacks and another tackle for loss, three total tackles for loss, they racked up eight tackles for loss against Baylor and five sacks. And I don't care who the quarterback was. That is a dominant defense. And I know it, I know it's, it pisses people off to see how well they play. But, man, I'm telling you, like the Jalen Ford interception, his instincts flowing to the ball, it is – Tavondre Sweat. Dude. I don't – you're not blocking him. Forget it. Just scheme it because you're not going to block him. And that secondary is it, – it's wild. Dude, it is It is absolutely wild how good Texas is. And I'd also point out if you're gonna if you're gonna let Quinn Ewers bust your ass off for a 29 yard touchdown run, just pack your shit and leave. Yeah. Because if, if excuse my, dude, come on. 43 minutes. Come on. Just pack your stuff and go. Pack everything up. We're out of here. Because you're not gonna beat them if he's if he's running if he's breaking you off like that. Yeah. And the idea that Jonathan Brooks is not only your best running back, but is a phenomenal blocker. And then your big play wide receiver was actually your big play tight end and Jatavian Sanders, my guy. Yeah. Good night. It's over. Yeah. They're going to win the big 12. Uh, and that's why when I look at the AP, I'm like, hey, how is Texas not, not one or two? Because Texas has had the measuring stick game. They did beat Alabama at Alabama's place. That Like, they've done that. And so... That's why I'm like, hey, even if you're not a Texas guy, even if you don't even like Texas, how can we sit here and be like, yeah, Michigan, 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 khakis, 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 when they haven't played anybody? Yet here we are week in and week out, and Harbaugh wants to joke about 150 football games on his TV at once, yet I get to sit here and look at some garbage AP poll with Texas behind Michigan. That's what I don't understand. Yeah, I I don't – yeah, I don't know, man. It is is wild. And then real quick, because I need to eat some crow. It was fun while it lasted, Texas Tech. It was fun. It was fun being excited that maybe the Red Raiders could be the the surprise of the Big 12. It was fun that maybe Reckham could Reckham and we'd be pew-pewing all season. Now that's all dead now. You don't lose to West Virginia, and I don't care if you play that game in the middle of the Atlantic. You don't go to that, it, you, no real team. And I know, Morgantown, you're going to be pissed, and I love hearing from our West Virginia fans. You don't go to West Virginia and lose and call yourself a quality program. You, you just don't. You, you just don't. Yeah. And it is shocking to me, shocking to me, that we are going to sit here and we are going to make excuses for Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders. Those excuses are all gone. You're not very good. You're not well coached. Your offense relies far too much on big plays and rarely executes them. 
And I, I, as far as I'm concerned, Tyler Shuck should never take another snap at Texas Tech. It's over. It's over. There's there the honeymoon. This idea. This that. It's over. It's over. Tyler Shuck. You should have probably stayed at Oregon. Then I don't know. Yeah. You're done. It. 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 That. What is the point? Like there was a Twitter conversation over the weekend about, oh, well, we got to get the kid back to 100%. We're not making injury excuses. Was he under center? He was. That means he's healthy. If he's on the field, there are no excuses. He was on the field. Yeah. This team deserves a better quarterback. And now, now I think with after the way that Tech played in this game, now I think you have to ask yourself, hmm, is Joe McGuire the right guy for this job? I'm stunned. Why? Oh, okay. Laramie, I get it. Tough altitude. Your mom, like all the excuses. I'm here for it. You should have beat Oregon. And even though I'm here for it, you should have beat Wyo. You were in position, really terrible play calling on the defensive side of the ball in both fourth quarter and overtime killed you against Wyoming. Seriously. But now, now you went to Morgantown. And you lost to the guy who's supposedly the laughing stock. Is West Virginia the laughing stock, or are you? Because now I'm having trouble. Better because check. Garbage. Better check the decal on the helmet. Because I'm not sure which is which. Yeah. And it's time to start asking real difficult questions about Texas Tech and their ability to prepare for a football game. It. it no more excuses. No more nice talk. No more. Oh, well, get him next time, coach. I mean, you should be four zero right now. Like, let's be real. And you Joey, were in position. And listen, Joey McGuire's a great story. High school coach, Texas Tech, great story. Yeah. But it's only a great story if you actually wind up getting laid after prom. And I don't Thanks. think I don't think that's where Joey's going. I think I don't think Joey's going to prom. No, he's going, he's staying home and playing board games. Okay, I feel better. Every team that I at least <laughs> observe, <laughs> just please win one game. Like, I, I, I had no joy. And I'll remind you, I'm also a Chicago Bears fan. That was, I don't, Texas, garbage. Texas Tech is better than the Bears. Yeah, did the Bears play this weekend? Because I, I didn't see any. Can Joey McGuire please go coach the Chicago Bears? Dude. <laughs> I'm, I, you know. All right. Business Less to attend us. to. Less of us, more of you. Uh, let's start. Why don't we start with a couple of new members on the show today? Okay. G Lee. Let's go, baby. G Lee, good to see you with the Baylor uh, logo there. There's another guy in Dave Aranda. Probably ought to book your U-Haul, Dave. Just saying. Uh, John Ham. Let's go, John. Good start to the week here. One of my favorite actors. Glad you watched the show. Yeah. You don't even know who John Ham, the actor, is. Yeah, I do. Okay. Okay. You know, that's fine. Uh, Aaron Wilson for two. Oh, Aaron. Oh, yeah. Do you want to read yeah. uh, I have been saying these exact things on Twitter, Aaron Wilson said. And I, Dude, it's it's rough days. It is rough days at Texas Tech. Yeah. It. I would have, I w- I'm always okay if you lose games. Everybody's going to lose. But no, no and let me talk about Notre Dame instead of Texas Tech, but I'm going to say the exact same words. When you know you have 10 men on the field for two plays in a row that will decide the football game and you don't know how to handle that, you probably shouldn't be coaching in Notre Dame. Well, that's the issue, isn't it? I mean, he said it. 
Uh, you check me out of contacts, bro. It's in your press conference all over Twitter. Marcus Freeman said, I knew we had 10 men on the field, but I didn't have timeouts and I didn't want to take a penalty. Don't play intramurals, brother. Okay, well. So instead of taking a penalty that, you know, well, sure, re puts it on first down, but you, they're not getting yardage out of that because it's goal line situation. Okay, you don't want to take a penalty. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't want any kind of delay or any kind of issue. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So let's just lose the game instead. No, that makes a lot of sense, Listen, dude. instead of taking a penalty, take the next train out of town and don't ever come back. Please. you're not good enough to coach at Notre Dame, Joey McGuire. Wait, I kind of... Uh, it's real. The dude, next wagon. Real. Take the next wagon out of Lubbock. Take whatever you... Yeah, and take your tortilla with you. Like, <coughs> I don't know how you coach at this level and you don't know what to do when you don't have timeouts... Yell at them to jump offside. Yell at them. Yell at them. Yeah. Have you no voice? But he's a young head coach. He's You've, inexperienced. For Come crying on. out loud, Jesus is watching the game right there. <laughs> Jesus is watching the game right up there, and you don't, you don't know what to do? Please. In God's name, image, and likeness. Come on. Please Come help on. me. Uh, Casey Anthony got away with it. Okay. Appreciate the $5. Uh, Ryan Day is a jagoff. Wow. Well, here comes. I mean. Here comes the, hey, he talked junk about Lou Holtz comment. Okay, they deserve that. Lou, listen, first of all, I'm not the only one who thought Lou Holtz is dead. <laughs> I'm not the, and by the way, I'm not the only one who still thinks Lou Holtz is dead. And I saw the interview he did on ESPN with Pat McAfee. I'm Shiva the God you of know, death. All right, Ryan Day is a jagoff. Also, congratulations to Justin Fields to throw for almost 100 yards, which is really hard to do when you play the whole game. Everybody, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's go. Fucking run. Oh, sorry. I got my bad. I got carried away. I apologize. I was, I was trying to make – Justin Fields is not an NFL um, quarterback. Um, Matt Eberflus – Go coach Texas Tech because you're not um, an NFL yeah, head they coach. Need you. <laughs> you're not an NFL head coach, man. Like you can drive your ass back to Texas. Do you get okay? Notre Dame. Yeah, you're not good. Uh, the Bears. You lost a hundred. What's it? A hundred thousand dollars worth of merchandise. Yeah, that's out of the window. Somebody robbed you, and quite literally drove drove through your fence. You can't make this up. Raptor 88. I signed up for Tri-Day Trading. Let's go, baby. Let's go, Justin Fields. Let's go. You got it. Help me. Oh! My mind is blown. Dude. Stay hard. Yeah, dude. My guy, Raptor 88. Let's go. Let's, I love it, dude. That is uh, TridayTrading.com. You guys, you got to make it happen. I tell you every single day on the show, stop complaining about your boss. Stop complaining about your life. Stop complaining about going back to the office, the TPS reports, the, the price of gas. Stay at home and work for yourself. TridayTrading.com. Sign up. Do it. As Raptor88 did for your $10 charitable donation. You give $10 to Tri-Day Trading, they give it to charity tax write-off. And then you flip around and you get the best, the best trial membership you've ever had. It's 30 days, they give you the entire program. 
professional elite level day trading coaching, all about their process, their algorithm, their software. They show you everything at the end of that 30 days. Is it not for you? Okay, walk away. Nobody does. When you sign up at Triday Trading, you realize very quickly that the $1,000 a day that full-time graduates of the program are making is legit and real. Mm, go get it. Go get it, man. Congratulations, Raptor. Let us know how it goes. Uh, John Teal for $5. Haters only push kids towards Dion. 80% of the blue chip four-star look, walk, and talk like Dion. Don't offend them because uh, don't offend them talking about the culture. Some of it is the culture. No doubt about it. You're, you're exactly right. Okay, Casey Anthony got away with it for $20. Let's go, baby. Dan Lanning's a jagoff. Thank you. Okay, well. Thank you. Let's, <laughs> can you, can you list write that of, down? Let's see. List of jagoffs. Okay. Jakey Two Holes, number Correct. one. Correct. Yeah, I, okay. obviously. Yeah. I knew today would be shitty. Dan Lanning, number two. Kenny Dillingham. <laughs> hey, uh, whoa, whoa, you forgot Ryan Day. Ryan Day, yeah, the golfer or the coach? Uh, I, I don't know, dude. Ryan Day. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Dan Lanning is a jagoff. With he, all due respect. He knew they couldn't lose the game and he wouldn't have to play them again, and they lost their best player for the game. He took over an elite program. Dion took over a 1 in 11 team. That's why, Dan Thank Lanning, you. you're a Thank jagoff. You. Thank you. Thank you. And if you want to tell me. <laughs> That nobody cares about this. I'm telling you, it is the oh essence of college football, dude. Dan Lanning is the ultimate front runner, the ultimate takeover successful program, and then go pick on the little guy. Last time I checked, Dan, you haven't beat Georgia or Texas or Florida State or anybody. Have have Mondays has a single Monday in the last month let us down on this show. And I swear to God, Dan Lanning, when you go to your bowl game, that is, you know, the college football playoff is on the line and you lose, I will come for you that next Monday. I swear to God. Harry Austin, what's up, my San Antonio guy? For $6, let's go. I thought we agreed to not talk about Colorado football, pro or college. Oh, yeah. And, yes, $1 for every point CU score. Damn, bro. Damn. Here's a dollar for every point CU scored. Oh, they got shut out. You're broke. Pretty much. Man. Love you, Harry. Uh, John Teal for $5. Just beat Arizona, Arizona State, and Stanford. Give them 6-6 six and six in a bowl game. Colorado has five wins in the last two. I believe people are jealous and need a buckshot. Agreed. Yes. yes, I agree that people need a buckshot. I think there is a lot of... I don't, I don't want to get too philosophical. It's, it's you know, a, a monster Monday of football and everything, but... I think there's a lot of people who don't like other people that succeed. Yeah. There's a lot of people who like to be rain clouds. Uh, honest to God, on a bright, sunshiny day. Oh, yeah. Hey, there's Steve. It's a rain cloud. Oh, <laughs> you know? what a loser. There's a lot of people who resent success, and I think Dion's dealing with that. Uh, Delaric for $5. Most of those five stars are big guys up front, which he knows he needs. Yes. He's talking about Dion at Colorado has more five-star recruits that have already and are planning, have scheduled official visits than they've had at Colorado in five years. Let, it, it, let that sink in. Five-star recruits, the highest level of recruiting, and if you don't know this, I don't mean to be a simp, but, you know, five, four, three, two, zero. Everybody fights over the five stars, four stars, three stars, Right. 
at Colorado, I want to say it had been two years since they had a five-star recruit visit. And Dion has had more. I think he's got something like 20-something five-star recruits scheduled uh, for official visits. Yeah. It's a wild-ass number. He's doing the job. Yeah. You want to play. You want to play for Deion Sanders. Yeah. Uh, Gator MF. How about your Gators? Beating Charlotte 22-7. to Graham Mertz. Wow, man. Ooh. 80, 20 of 23 um, for Graham um, Mertz against Charlotte. No, I'm not doing it. Man, what a schedule. Dan Lanning had the Missouri Redneck swag. Him and Dion are both great. That should be the story. I agree. You and your mom are They're both great. They're both great. Right. No doubt about it. John Ham for $5. You two are entertaining, and thank you for that. I used to call my wife Lucifer, but I had to apologize to Lucifer for that as he is at least at least has a code. God damn. I'm Shiva, the god of death. It's funny. We were talking to a lawyer friend of ours who handles divorces about prenups the other day. Yeah. That is, uh, that's okay. You know, that's, yeah, that's not good. Yeah. Uh, big shout out to uh, our guy, Aaron Wilson, gifted a membership. Yeah. Let's go. Appreciate you. Um, you guys are amazing. By the way, we have two levels of membership. Uh, neither one of them gets you the brand new uh, Apple Watch Ultra with the nine series chip in it. No, Stay hard. You, you don't get any of that in our membership, but you do for a dollar ninety nine. Okay. Is your for, wrist sore? No, uh, in my, my shoulders good to hang in low and stuff. Uh, but the point is, for $1.99, you get your comments highlighted and read. We always read member comments first. We get thousands of comments per show. Um, for $9.99, you get a, uh invite into our members-only Instagram chat, which is phenomenal. It's worth the $9.99 a month. Trust me when I say that. We have a great community. Hook it up. Lots of Dion hate in that group, too, by the way. So, you know, feel free. <laughs> yeah, to, for all the haters, just jump in the group, you know. You know. Uh, Casey Anthony gave us $7.26. Oh, okay. I like it. A penny for every yard the Dolphins got versus Denver. P.S. How about the Dolphins? How pathetic was it that Russell Wilson played the entire game to pad stats? <laughs> was it that? Okay, so our number two of the Monty Show, as always, <laughs> is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. The Advocates, you can always talk to an attorney for free at theadvocates.com. You never pay a penny to talk to an attorney, ever. There are no consultation fees. There are no retainers because you don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case at theadvocates.com. Um, was that to pad stats or was that as punishment? I don't know what you say about the Denver Broncos because this Sean Payton was hired and people thought, well, this is it. The Dolphins are, are going to lose it. Are people myring. That didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, Russell Wilson. Nope, that didn't happen. I mean, uh, listen, I like Sean Payton. I respect Sean Payton as a coach, but. Maybe he needs Dion to come flip that roster over. No, what he needs is somebody who will actually, you know, throw it down the field where he's supposed to throw it. Like, I love Russell Wilson, but it's no secret. 
Russell Wilson isn't some, you know, all-in, head-over-heels believer in the Sean Payton system. And But I thought he actually it. played well. I, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I guess, thought I, – I did not think – I don't think Russell Wilson's the problem there. Mainly, I mean, you gave up 70 points. I mean, you might want to start – I'm not a football player. I get it. You might want to stop somebody. And yeah. and And if the Cheetah's running right through the middle of the field – I mean, you probably shouldn't just stand there and watch this. <laughs> and I don't know who – I'm not sure who the safety was. But the, he's – and the safety's like, oh, man, that dude is fast. Did you guys oh, see how fast Tyreek can guys, run, dude? Hey, man, you guys watching how fast dude, the cheetah's running over here, man? faster now than he did at the combine, man. Man, he's going all the way. Uh, like, if you want to watch the game – no, I'm not going cliche. Buy a ticket, dog. Devon Achan – Running for 203. Who? I'm sorry. Who that? Devon Achan broke off the Denver Broncos for 200 yards. They ran for 376 yards. They put up 700 yards of offense. And I'm, I, I know let's, let's get crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Russell Wilson's not the problem in Denver. Right. You may want to tackle somebody, dude. I think they have a long way to go there. I think the most shocking, and I would love your NFL takes as well, because I do want to keep mixing in college and NFL. Am I the only one that's stunned about the the I that loss was not the most shocking, the Denver loss? The Dallas Cowboys going to Arizona and getting handled. Oh, you mean the Dallas Cowboys doing what they do best, right? I mean, isn't that what we get every year? No. Hey, they, they're, they're a great team, and then they lose a game they shouldn't lose. They and... are truly a great team. Well, but I think this is a team that has a little bit of a of a hey, one of our leaders is out for the year. What do we do now? But but okay, I'm not I'm not trying to be too harsh here. That's that's an excuse, is it not? I mean, isn't isn't this this is the NFL mm. where it's week in and week out and next man up and like hey, I mean, how many days do you need to 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 be past that or to accept that? Dude, the Arizona Cardinals ran for 222 yards in that game. Yeah, and that's not because they're good at running the ball. That's right. Cause this you're... is. This is an elite defense. I think they were trying to cover for Trayvon Diggs. Like you to lose that caliber of defensive back. I'm not trying to make excuses. You are correct that the Dallas Cowboys always have that bad loss in them, and it's usually once a month. Yeah. This was different. I mean, Dak Prescott, he's not what's wrong with the Dallas Cowboys. No. And Tony Pollard is not what's wrong with the Dallas Cowboys. I think they're a little under-talented at the wide receiver, certainly. But I look at that defense, and I am stunned at the the lack of coverage ability against the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, Like, just opening up the defensive line for runs was, was shocking. Yeah. It was. I And I, I'm open to the idea I'm naive, but my God. I, I, I So... I was surprised that they were losing to the Cardinals, but then I said, wait a minute. This is this is what this organization struggled with for years. Yes. Losing a game. And whether it's now in September or whether it's in, you know, uh what, December and it's got playoff implications and it's a game you really shouldn't lose, but you did. Like, it's the same concept. And this time I'm not even telling you it's on deck. Dak played fine. Power played fine. Michael Gallup and company played fine. It, how is it that you gave up that much to the Cardinals, man? Like, 
And it felt like the, the offense, while the stat sheet says the offense played well, this is not a good game offensively out of the Cowboys. I mean, this is an offense that's capable of 30, 35 a week. And you put up 16 against this defense. And so, sure. Kazir White was awfully good for Arizona. I mean, if you look at their defense is not great. But the two guys that really, if you look at it, the two guys that really stood out for you, I think Marco Wilson and Kazir White, I those two guys I felt like that we were watching, they were the only two on defense for Arizona. Yeah. They played well. Yeah. And and you're talking about a defense that's, you know, they've traded some guys, dude. Let me, and let me throw this out there to Oklahoma and Big 12 fans. Is C.D. Lamb disappointing? There, I'm starting to lean that way. I'm starting to lean that way because I watched probably too much Cleveland Browns football. And Washcloth Man actually had a game. And I there's a wide receiver in Cleveland who notably used to play for Jarrah. And Jarrah didn't want to pay him. And C.D. Lamb is the guy that's supposed to step into that spot, and I don't know that he has. And I look at the way Amari Cooper plays for Cleveland, yeah. and I look at the job that Deshaun Watson did, and I am a little surprised that they dropped 27 on Tennessee. And Deshaun Watson, this is the first game I've ever watched from everybody's favorite massage booking patient. Right. Customer. Right. And stuff. Um I'm he looked fairly co a competent quarterback. And I I think that if he can keep himself together and if he doesn't start again collecting mass amounts of washcloths <laughs> and he focuses on football. They know reset. If this dude does that, you're you're gonna you're gonna compete for the division. Yeah, and I'm not even all all kidding aside. Am I the only one that's shocked by the way Deshaun Watson looked yesterday? Yeah, I mean, definitely a step in the right direction, no doubt about it. I mean, obviously, you know, like you just said, this is the first time where you've been like, hey, hey, there's some shades, there's some there's some semblance of the guy that we thought we were getting, and and again, it's not like he you know, blew your doors off and threw for 350. But he, I mean, you look at the numbers. No, but he executed. He executed. He put the ball where it needed to be. Time and space. Yeah. Not, and, and again, you, you look at, uh, again, look at the receiver room, right? Cooper's got a nice game, 116 yards. Peoples-Jones. like you, you know, even Kareem Hunt even had two receptions. They had a nice week. Now they need to do it again. But you look at the division. Kenny Pickett, kind of surprising in Pittsburgh. That they went to the desert and then hung out in Kansas City all night. But did you guys hear about that? The Pittsburgh Stillers flew from Las Vegas, had an engine malfunction, landed in Kansas City, and sat on a plane for 12 hours. And probably are just now getting to Pittsburgh. Wild. But what we saw out of the Steelers last night on Sunday Night Football... Yeah. was a little surprising. The loss by the Baltimore Ravens, a lot surprised. That division's wide open. And Joe Burrow, we're waiting to find out if he's going to play tonight. I don't think he will. Why would you play Joe Burrow tonight? Just don't. Joseph Lee Burrow. Uh, how about my guy Cleveland Rocks for $2? How about those Browns? Let's roll, dude. 
Seriously, Casey Anthony got away with it for $5. Mr. Washcloth is back. Losing Nick's Chubb forces Deshaun to carry the offense. At Houston and Clemson, he never had that elite workhorse. He had to be the guy. Oh, that's that's not wrong. Yeah. Did you hear that Nick Chubb? You told me. I know you know. Yeah. But Nick's Chubb only tore his MCL. Yeah. And news that shocked the world. Only tore the MCL. Only out six to eight months. That's that's an incredible break. That's wild based on the video. I, I don't know. Man. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Hey, look at that. Another new member, Carrie Lee. Oh, let me pull it out here. Hang on. Okay. Let's go, Carrie Lee. Appreciate you very much. Good to see all you guys jumping on the membership. Really helps the channel grow. Thank you for that. Um, boy, what an hour and 10 minutes we've had on the show. A um, couple other things in college football. I don't want to get too far away uh, from the Alabama game as well. I think that is, there's a storyline in there. Alabama beats Old Miss 24 to 10. Oh, so a certain person walked into the studio and was like, wow, we got to talk about Nick Saban's legacy. Yes, my butt. That legacy's intact now that he beat Old Miss. God, like, do you understand how many games that guy has won? Not about that. It's not his le- his legacy's intact. If he never lo- wins another game Dude. and loses everyone, his legacy as the greatest coach ever is intact. That's why we have fine mom. The biggest question I have is, do you realize that anything happened before the day you were born? Number two. No. No. Let's talk about Lane Train's legacy. Because it's getting old with Lane Kiffin. Yep. And I, if you watch this show, you know I am a lane train guy. Right. I have, I'm usually the conductor on the lane train. Can we win a big game? Any big game. (coughs) Has this guy ever won a big game? I think the answer is no. Lane Kiffin is that ultimate guy who hypes you up and gets you ready. And, oh, look at Jackson Dart. Look at the flowing lettuce on Jackson Dart. He's a lefty. Lane Kiffin's a quarterback guru. Jackson Lane. Lane and Jackson. We're good. Old Miss lost again to Alabama. Fucking A. This was supposed to be Lane Kiffin undercutting Nick Saban. This was supposed to be the pupil beating the old man. And Lane realizes that there were nine different defensive play callers every week. Oh. Well, it turns out they called the right plays against Old Miss because you guys couldn't score. Oh. And I'm just asking, is Lane Kiffin overrated? Well, yeah, I mean, clearly, right? I mean, just like you said, you know, Nick Saban disciple, uh, you know, someone who's clearly really talented but just hasn't gotten over the hump yet. And, and yeah, I do think last week I remember talking about it on the show. People were wondering, is Nick Saban still the guy? Is Alabama still that team? Like, I think it's absolutely mm. a relevant conversation. I mean, yep. maybe legacy is the wrong word, but but Nick Saban and his reputation currently needed that win, and he went out and got the job done and deserves credit for that. And, yeah, Lane Kiffin can stop impersonating Nick Saban in press conferences now. Okay, the uh, comment of the year has arrived. Okay. I mean, wow. Wow, Kaufman. Really? Hey, Monty, I think you might want to find some new football teams to root for. Wow, man. <laughs> Boy, that really. Yeah, I mean, I mean, seriously. 
Never, truer words have never been spoken. Bryce Martin. Bryce Martin. How is that Texas Baylor game? Is Dave Aranda getting fired? Yeah, he should be. But who's in who's in a worse spot? Baylor or Texas Tech? Baylor, because there's expectations. I think Baylor's in a far worse spot. Bryce says, yikes, how the uh how the turns have tied it. <laughs> right? Uh, Rafe, Rafi Hughes, Rafi, we're going Rafi Hughes. What's up, Rafi? Both Harbaugh's are Jagoffs. <laughs> <laughs> How is Michigan number two? You guys saw I, the, yeah. speaking of Jagoffs, you guys saw the AP poll this week, right? Like somebody help me, help me, help me do something other than be a Notre Dame fan. How is Michigan number two? It's a wee fence. How is Texas not number one? How okay? Even if it's Georgia, because they're two-time champions. Roll SRT. Kirby, not so smart with the cars, says, "Hey, we're gonna, <laughs> we are gonna absolutely go for a three-peat. We're never been better." Bro. Okay, leave Georgia number one. How is Texas not number two? Right? Yeah. Am I crazy no, for that? No, you're not crazy. That that just was that was some of your best work right there. What's that? <laughs> Kirby, not so smart with the cars. Well, dude. <laughs> Seriously? No, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think you can make a strong case. Like Georgia, I get it. Okay, national champions two times in a row. Okay, just on merits alone, you're undefeated. You're number one overall. Michigan hasn't won a damn thing. Has a weak ass schedule and a coach that was suspended and said that their season was over. Yes. And yet they're still number two. Then I get to Texas. A guy running that program in Sark, who everyone wants to say Alabama's going to beat the alcohol out of them, and you want to make all these terrible <laughs> oh jokes. God. And what did they Come do? On. They went into Bryant Denny, got the job done. They went into Waco, got the job done, and not only got the job done, but beat the hell out of out of uh, Baylor and Dave. So I don't, I just don't understand the respect for Michigan, especially yeah. after the playoff performance last year. You can't lose that game, bro. You can't if you are a legit team. Your first chance to shut up the haters. And yet, what do you do? You lose that game, and we still get to sit here and talk about how you're a mediocre team that gets a free pass every single year. Jeremy Callahan um, says, Old Miss coasts on SEC chest-pounding BS reputation. Well, I'm here for the SEC hate, totally. Uh, you know, J.K. Marshall, excuse me, Lane is the same class as every other SEC coach save Saban and Smart. Truth. You're not wrong. Bryce Martin, difference between Texas and Old Miss. Both have up to 20, uh, have up 24 to Bama, but only one, one. Um, Old Miss does not have an elite offense. Unfortunately. Well, Jackson Dart is running for his life. Everything, every single snap. Did you see that play where his helmet popped off? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Come on. Jim Choi, uh, Lane goes to Alabama. He'll win a natty. Well, man, you know who I'm interested in in going to Alabama? Josh McDaniels at, at the Raiders. Oh, Tell me he's not the next offensive coordinator. Because he's getting whacked at the Raiders. Yeah, 100%. Right? Yep. Tell yep. me he's not the next offensive yeah, I mean, coordinator in Tuscaloosa. Dude, you can't have – you can't be so bad that Devontae Adams is like, hey, like – we got to do it this year. Last year was work on it year. This year is do it year. Like, yeah, dude, did you, you guys hear you this? Can't have that, dude. The Raiders are, the Raiders are raidering. And I <laughs> listen, I, 
I am a casual observer of the Oakland Raiders, but these are not the Oakland Raiders, and you have to go no further than these comments from one of the best receivers in the NFL. We got to be real with ourselves, man. When we we get these uh, we get this, these opportunities to come after you know watch tape together and, and do these constructive things, we got to get something out of it. And that's not just talking and doing all of that, but it's about putting it to action, figuring out what's wrong. And, doing something about it so that when we go out there the next time, it looks different. It's not supposed to just be a week of just talking about shit. We got to go out there and do it. And, you know, that's that's the that's the theme of this year is doing it, not just talking about it and figuring out what we need to do. We did all that last year. This year we got to be about it. Ooh. That's gas, dude. Ooh. So if and, you're ownership, how are you not whacking? And buddy? now Jimmy Garoppolo has a concussion. Jimmy Garoppolo and concussion protocol in doubt for next week. Yeah, glad Jimmy G filled his quota of games this year. And again, I will just ask the question, why did you let Derek Carr go? Because Derek Carr is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. By the way, Derek's got a busted AC joint, so he's week to week, according to the Saints. Why did you let Derek Carr go? I said it when it happened, and everybody laughed at me. It's a mistake to let Derek Carr go because Derek Carr is better than an always injured Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes. And I still to this day don't understand why you let him go. Yeah. But, hey, you know what? I all do respect to Fresno State. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says Baylor is worse off by miles. Brandon Butler, uh, being a Chicago-born sports fan should require a safe word. My guy. Like, seriously. Okay. So that's how it's going to be. Cubs are doing everything they can do to screw my life up. <laughs> no. Hey, never mind that we just renewed our, our spring training season tickets. No, you don't um, worry about that. No, 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 friends. No, no. <laughs> just forget the playoffs. I'll be over here crying in a corner, and I swear to William Wirtz in heaven, if Connor Bedard gets hurt for the Blackhawks, I am, I am quitting nothing. I am shaving nothing. <laughs> I'm just telling you now. I will do nothing if Connor Bedard gets hurt. You mean the next Patrick Kane? Stop. Badass, $377 for $5. I'm sure you are. Uh, the new pack has three teams in the top 25 with Oregon State, Washington State, and you ready? You guys ready? You ready? Fresno State. <laughs> the new pack. The new pack. Pack the two. NP, the, the the NP. Thank you. Yeah, the NP. Yeah. Uh, pack you know, ten. <laughs> pack ten. Bryce Martin, Texas should be the best team in the country. They are all. They are well rounded. No real weakness, and they could have scored more. Yeah, and and Bryce was at the game in Waco. All hat, all cattle, dude. I'm telling you, Texas is the best team in the country. That he defense, has our full respect. How fast is that defense? Uh, uh, how fast is the defense? How incredible are the hands on your running back room? Like it's wild, dude! That catch along the sidelines uh, by that back. Can't remember who. Uh, can't remember his name off the top of my head. One handed catch, runs up the sideline, gets a first down, and then you know just casually as you're stepping out of bounds, you go ahead and truck one of the Baylor guys. Like, dude, you're we're just better than you. I mean, that's what that's what it reeked of, and you knew Texas was going to beat up on Baylor, but I agreed with what the broadcast was saying. Dude, Baylor didn't have any fight in them. It's okay to lose they to quit. Texas, but they quit. but I agree. They just quit. They did not have anything left. And the the Jonathan Brooks hit you're talking about on the sideline was just icing on top of that. Yeah. And and I mean this in all due respect to Dave Aranda. Baylor football carries Dave Aranda's personality. It's boring. 
It's not exciting. It's very vanilla. And that's it. Like, Facts. She's not hot. She's like, I'm, that's it. There, there's that. That's the whole, that's Baylor football. That's it, Skippy. Vanilla, boring, not exciting. Yeah. You know. I don't know. In, 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 it used to be okay for Dave to be that way because his Baylor teams want to just punch you in the face. Like last year, Baylor, even though you were losing, you were still beating teams up. You oh were still boy. grinding teams. Stop the presses. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Now, James, who is the noted, noted curator of the mullet on this show. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Who, when you say Mike Gundy's name. Stay hard. His ears perk up. I'm a man. He paid us $5 not to make an Oklahoma State comment. Where are we at in society today? The hell is this? But to break many, many unwritten rules in, in Okie State. Makes me want to puke. By complimenting Texas Longhorn whoa, football. Whoa, dude. I was in Waco for Baylor and Texas. Quinn Ewers looked like Colt McCoy running the ball. Texas looks really good. It's the fucking vernal equinox. Which is dude, not, yeah, what, what happened here? What? Is it because that I think the first day of fall officially arrived or whatever? Are you feeling okay? Have you been to the doctor? Perhaps you need to, you the know. The coronavirus. Pop a lore tab? Something. I don't know, my man. <laughs> but I'm a little concerned you just paid to say something nice. And I'm not going to refund you. Don't ask. You paid to say something nice about Texas. Better send those refunds. Dude. Now, are you okay? Would this have anything to do with the fact that, you know... Okie State these days, I mean, listen, I, you know, I, everybody has, you know, a, a terrible. And, pardon me, uh, it. it um, uh, Mike, Mike. I, like, th what's worse? Going to Morgantown? Mike. Or going to Ames? And looking like a dickhead. Because it's garbage. Because you look terrible at Iowa State. How, dude? Help me, Mike. They have more players suspended God. for gambling than you have active quarterbacks who are competent. Like, are you serious? You went to Ames Owl and you got boat raced, my dude, guy. I, I... And then you paid a comment about Texas? You went to Ames and got the ass whooped. Bro. Dude, Gundy deserves better than this out of Okie State Nation, dude. At least give the guy a, 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 a beating over this. How? Dude, how? Iowa State, dude, how? How does this happen? I, you know, I'm a, I'm a little, I'm you know not surprised. You know how it happens? Because Mike Gundy doesn't want to recruit the way he needs to recruit. Mike Gundy's comfortable and knows, hey, you know, yeah, mm. We're Okie State. We're probably not a frontline college football playoff team. We just kind of need to go to a bowl every year, and I'll be fine. Everybody's talking about the quarterbacks at Oklahoma State. And admittedly, Bowman threw two picks. That's yeah. never good. When are we going to start talking about the fact that they threw for 348, put up 422, and had 35 minutes of possession? And... I'm No, I mean Iowa State football. Like the football team at Iowa State. Keep it real. Had 35 minutes of possession.
But wait, like the, the clock's cyclones. moving. The clock's moving faster. Like Brees Hall plays for the Jets. Brock Purdy plays for the 49ers, I try to forget. They still possess the ball 35 minutes. Dude. How? Mike Gundy's fine. My my I mean, <coughs> T Boone Pickens is asking for a refund from the grave. Like, what are we doing in Stillwater? What are what are we doing? Nothing good, dude. Dudes. I mean, and I'm being serious, James, and I'm not even making a personal with you, but James? I'm being serious, dude. As a fan base, are you not pissed? Are you not like, hey, what is this? Like, again, I'll just keep pointing this out, and it's no shade. There are many teams in the college football landscape who aren't even, are never going to sniff the college football playoff. And my opinion is, Okie State's one of those teams. Damn good Big 12 team. You have no business being in that conversation. Okay, James but- has James has made an excuse. Okay, all right. Okay. 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 James has made an excuse, okay. and it has to deal with his fiance. Stay hard. Okay. My fiance's a Baylor fan. Oh. Come on. That's why we went to that game. Now let me ask you something. Hiscock. Listen, I'm not. I'm not a guy who. <laughs> I. I've been known to romance the stone. Right here, I am. Should you be dating, or I'm sorry, should you be nuptially? in agreement with somebody who is a Baylor fan. Jackass. Now that's better than being married to a Texas fan, horns down. Hook them, girl. Because your horn will never be up if you're married to a Texas wow, fan. Wow, so bro. The que- <laughs> See what that was? A, See what that was a, a marriage a, joke. Right. The, should you be dating a Baylor fan? Dude. Or engaged to a Baylor fan? Dude, that... James, how are you doing this right now, bro? I mean, again... I think we can agree Baylor's better than you right now, and that's hard to say. Dave Arander or Mike Gundy? Bullet. <laughs> Bullet. I, honestly? Seriously? I would take Gundy just for the attitude alone. Bullet. At least with Gundy, I know I can get a you know some attitude and some try listen, hard. Listen, listen. Nobody cares about Bedlam. Nobody. Just focus on the mullet. Don't focus on my kid at quarterback or Bedlam because we're not talking about that. Nope. Chris Phillips, this show is off the rails now. Uh, Chris Phillips, Oklahoma State losing to Iowa State is far worse than Texas Tech losing to the Mountaineers. (laughs) And then Jeremy Callahan right behind that. Please stop talking like Iowa State and West Virginia are the Cal and Stanford of the Big 12. (laughs) (laughs) Iowa State played in a conference championship game more recently than Texas has. You got more dudes in trouble at Iowa State for gambling. They don't like Bro, you, that program is in shambles. Bro, you dude. spent more money suspending guys than bringing them in on visits. You're paying your general counsel more money to cover this gambling thing than you are. By the way, Neil Brown, <laughs> this is a good win. That's a good win. God damn, dude. <laughs> okay, now. So wait, 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 wait. It is time on the show, and we set specific time apart. Every time that West Virginia wins a game, we eulogize the West Virginia fan base because Neil Brown is one step closer to not getting fired. Right? He's one step closer to keeping his job at West Virginia. Joey, dude, please, bro. Help me, man. Help, you know, Mountaineer Nation. There's no way that Joey McGuire is getting fired. God. But, Joey, turning the screws on West Virginia fans like that by going there and losing. So that, you freaking mind. So that Neil Brown's job feels a little more secure. That's just cold-blooded. Dude. That's just cold-blooded because you know. 
Cold blooded, clean, methodical, and thorough. Dude. We should, pray. We, we should probably stop. Just And yes, stop. yes, I've asked for Joey to come on the show. Like a thousand and times. And the answer's been no every single week for the last four weeks. Uh, big shout out to our newest member on the on the show, uh, the Josh Oseguada. Oseguada. Okay. Dude, first Casey Anthony and now what? The Josh Oseguada. Bro, what? El Bro. Who the f*** is that guy? Josh from El Segundo. Hey, Welcome to let's go, baby. How would you pronounce it? Well, you sit over here and do the pronunciations. Uh, Josh. The Josh uh, Osegata. Uh, That's as close as I can get. Whatever. Uh, Tanner Plummer. Wait, Oklahoma State has QBs now? No, they don't. But they <laughs> threw the ball well. But it, this is how bad Iowa State is. You're so fucked. This is how bad they Dude. are. Alan Bowman, Who? 23 of 48, 278, two scores and two picks. It's also their second leading rusher, four carries and five yards with a touchdown. Bro. I mean, that's that's fine. That's fine. Uh, Chris Phillips, although I will say Iowa State and West Virginia greater than Sac State and Fresno State. <laughs> Why you got to do Fresno State on, like that? Man. Why you got to throw Fresno State in the, uh, under the bus like that? They're actually pretty fine. Uh, Okie State football's a joke now. Time for change, J-Rod says. I well, mean, I'm with you, dude. I think I think the mullet's got another year. That's just me. Dolphins put up 70 on the Broncos, and Garrett Bowles said he was tired of losing. <laughs> How he bad did, is it? Though, dude. Garrett Bowles went Ooh. in. He's like, I've been here for 12 years, and been all here we do seven is lose. Years and all we do is lose. I'm getting tired of this, man. And what are you going to do? Are so, you going to hold out? Let me get this right, Garrett. No, that's not what his point was. Let me get this right, Garrett. You go from losing a game, maybe two a year at Utah, to going to Denver and winning like a game or two a year. Because You're, it's garbage. He's had horrific injuries, and they have lost a lot of games. And I, after the game, Garrett Bowles was like, dude, I've been here seven years, and I'm tired of losing. Yeah. And you could just feel that, yeah. right? And Donuts, Gundy lost his magic mullet toast. Dude, it's rough. I just think the want to with uh, the mullet is not there right now. It, it, you can just see it in the way they play. Yes. The talent on the roster. Yes. You know, the, the this whole thing that you always bring up at Big 12 Media Day where he's talking about how, you know, Bedlam and not, you know, like, dude, what are you doing, bro? Like, w like what are we talking about here, I dude? do think Mike Gundy's a little tone deaf. Yeah. I think he has lost the, the – the ability to understand where and where he is with his fan base. Yeah. I think that's a problem. Boston Mapes. Hey, Boston. Boston. Oh, boy. Uh, as a BYU fan, I'd be pissed losing to Iowa State. Man, did you guys see the hit Kingston took on yeah. that pick six by Kobe Bryant? Yeah. Oh, my God. That was, first of all, 38-27. It was much closer than that. But did you guys see the hit that Parker Kingston took? He fumbled. Kobe Bryant lit him up. Not the basketball player. He's dead. Oh, uh, chill. What? Dude. Mama Day was a month ago. Relax. Um, but Kobe with a C, uh, Kobe Bryant, lit up Kingston, picked the ball up, and, and took it to the house. And it was in that moment you were like, welcome to the Big 12, BYU. Um like that hurt my face when yeah, he they got dropped. Him, oh dude. my god! Yep. And I, I, I know this is going to be a, an unpopular take. Kudos to the the BYU defense. 
Because you held Jalen Daniels to 130 yards and three touchdowns. But he he had less than 200 yards of offense. And you only lost by 11. Yeah. And I and and if we're being honest, if we're being honest, you lost by four points. Yeah. And if we're really being honest, it was the it was the pick six that probably really did it. The BYU defense played well enough to win this game. And I look at the year that Ben Bywater continues to have. I look at the fact that guys like Max Tooley, Jacob Robinson, you know, I you, you look at you look at this defense, they're balling out, dude. Yeah. And I just continue to ask, where is Cody Epps? And what would this def- what would this offense look like with Cody Epps? <laughs> And can we please run the football at BYU with L.J. Martin more than 11 times for 28 yards? Yeah, and I I think what you were about to say is correct. What would the defense look like if the offense had Cody Epps, dude? Bro, if you had your best playmaker outside for Keaton to throw to on a regular basis, how much longer would you possess the ball in your non-scoring possessions? But then furthermore, how many of those non-scoring possessions turn into Scoring possessions. So then that way, mm. dudes like Ben Bywater uh, can go out and play stress-free defense, not worrying like, oh, man, tight game, tight game. No, dude, we're we're leading this thing. We're going to play disciplined yes. defense and do our job. That's what I think people don't think about with BYU. Because you're right. They didn't lose by whatever that final ledger was. Yep. You lost by like three plays, man. You you lost a hand. The, the turnovers are why you – and I, I know yeah. I, that's cliche and I say it every but week. But it's the but. truth. The turnovers at YBYU lost. Kevin the Destroyer, what's up, my guy? Horns down. Nope. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gumby Cal, greater than Iowa State by a lot. Yeah. Tanner Plummer, his fiance, is a Baylor fan. That sounds like a valid excuse. Not. <laughs> Not. Yeah, sorry, what's, James. Oh, what's your kid going to be, a UTSA fan? Yeah. Oh, oh! <laughs> That's all I got. Uh the Todd father says, hey, and donuts, it might be that simple. Never quit the mullet. I lost mine at the end of college, and I've not, I'm not sure I've ever recovered. Bro, if I could grow a mullet or – and I try to encourage a certain somebody who has a full head of hair to do like the faux hawk and stuff, he won't do it. Part it to the right. Yeah, and, and can you please shave in the part? High and tight, bro. Give me something. High and please. tight. Uh, Spangler. Dudes that say their girlfriend is from Canada is kind of like dudes that say they met their girlfriend at summer camp. Uh, okay. Why do you hate Canadians? Okay. There is some of the weirdest hate energy on this show today, and I want to understand it. Especially out of a Kansas fan. Why do you hate Canada? What did the Maple Leaf ever do to you? Best in Mapes. I guess Baylor fans soak. (laughs) (laughs) Can I get a confirmation on that, Tanner? Oh, my God. Yeah, who's uh who's doing the earthquaking for Baylor fans? Stop! <laughs> oh my God, Bryce Martin, I'm I'm a Tech fan married to a Texas fan, and I Dude, live in Austin. Bro, you, you can't. Why didn't you tell us that before we gave you the tickets? Oh shit! Damn. <clears throat> Dude, Why are you have a bracelet on? That's from that's from my thing this morning. My business this morning. Jake got tested for an STD today. No, that's um, not true. That's not that's, what happened. That's uh, Tanner Plummer, have you been living under a rock? No. 
Uh, Gary Wolf, Okie State loses to the same Cyclone team that lost Ohio U last week. The mullet has got to go. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, what are we doing, bro? Oh, I knew today would be shitty. I love this show. Yeah, uh, Tanner, yes, I can confirm that Boston Mapes. <laughs> wow, the show can over here. You guys are ridiculous. Do you guys understand how ridiculous? Wow, Mike Gundy's winning percentage. Whoa. Mike Gundy tied for 59th winning as college football head coach of all time. Does he ever move off that number? Uh, huh? Gundy loves grilling OU in Bedlam. His kid has never started a QB either. We're, I'm the one who says he should. Start him. Who cares? You got nothing. You're waiting for next year. Come on, man. Come on, Monty. Give us fair reporting at least. We've ne- What's unfair, man? First of all, Mike Gundy hates Bedlam. Mike Gundy is the guy that has been on the record every chance he gets ripping Bedlam. Hating on Oklahoma. Now, I understand you don't beat Oklahoma, and I understand why he really doesn't care if that game goes away. But your fans want Bedlam. Yeah, I don't care what anybody says. You ask a traditional Okie State fan, I think 7 out of 10 would tell you they want it. I want it. And I'm the one calling for him to start his kid at quarterback. Yeah, dude. Gunner needs to get some reps, bro. Come on, man. Uh, salty Drunk. Monty, your Brisbane Lions are in the grand final. Are they okay. really? Let's go. Okay. Let's go. Alex, what's up, Alex? Even Justin Wilcox has an eight-win season. Damn, the head coach at Cal. Dude, Gundy's taking some right now. He should be, dude. You can't lose that game, man. I'm saying. Uh, Cleveland Rocks for $2. Is the NCAA purposefully undervaluing the pack ranks? I think they are. Honest, I, I think is worst-case scenario is probably heavy. But on premise but it, alone, dude, it's the last year of the Pac-12. I mean, I, I would be surprised. If Oregon and SC get into the college football playoff, how bad is that? For I don't think it's a good look. I don't think it's a good look. I but I mean, You've got four in the top ten. You're already kind of going down that road, you know? Yeah. Uh, Spangler, not one mention of BYU the entire show. I love it. We just talked about BYU. What's there to talk about, bro? What do you mean, man? What you saying? Um, let's see. J-Rod says, Okie State fan, and I'm done with Gundy. Really? Yeah, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, again, Oklahoma State has always been that program that is going to make a game against anybody. And they have that swagger, and they have that fight in them. And I just, I don't see that right now. There, Like, to me, there has been a clear change in what we used to yes. get out of Okie State. Yes. And, and it's disappointing because when you've got a personality – and a guy of Mike Gundy's fire, if you will, you expect them to at least come out and give a great fight every single week, and you expect them to beat teams like that. And man. I you expect just... them to be more talented. I expect them to be more talented. I expect them to. I expect them to be more competitive. And I just feel like Mike Gundy has lost. That it factor. I just the the way I've described it is he's lost the want to to go out and find those difference making kids because if you had the want to you'd have those difference making kids and I don't care what your thoughts are on the portal or nil or all the new stuff you either do it and you have success or you don't and you don't and right now you're don't and doning that's it. Spangler, my girlfriend is Venezuelan. Oh, hello. Uh, my, the migrant jokes the last couple of months have been epic. Do we I, haven't, make, I haven't made any migrant jokes. Have there been migrant jokes? 
on the show. Uh, Alex Ray of Michigan State not winning another game this Dude. year. Even even we scored a bunch on Washington. Dude, this Mel Tucker lawsuit today. <clears throat> All I'll say about the Michigan State Mel Tucker thing is, after the scandal you had with your doctor, whose name I'm not going to say on the show because I do not want to get flagged by the old Google machine. After the scandal you had, yeah, how did this happen? Yeah, how do you allow it to happen? <laughs> and it's and that's unbelievable. And it's all cute and everything. The governor wants to get involved, and all the heavy hitters want to get involved. But the reality of the situation is, this is going to get resolved one way or the other. And five years from now, if this happens again, now it's on the governor. Yep. Now it's on those same people. Mike Gundy's winning percentage says he's never shied away from commenting on Bedlam. That's the way you... Now, I have never said that, dude. I don't know what where you came into the show. I have never not one time said that Mike Gundy shied away from it. I have said he talks about it too much. Yeah. He's too negative. He should embrace Bedlam. Yeah. He does not. You talk about it too much, then when you do talk about it, you talk about it negatively, which which makes your fans question you. It, because, it alienates your fan yes, base. Yes, yes, Yeah. In addition to the idea that you don't have a quarterback and you're going to have a really bad season. Just saying. Kevin the Destroyer, of course, loves Bedlam. Of yeah, well, of course. Do. I mean, when you had Lincoln Riley, the Heisman you know, quarterback creator, why wouldn't you love Bedlam? Uh, Spangler said, BYU hasn't been a bad team. They just need a real QB, not Levis, Levi's, or whoever. What? Bro, what are you talking Levis? about, man? No. Oh, you mean Slovis. Keaton Slovis. Slovis was very good over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, he, he's not the problem. He, this offense needs Cody Epps. They need Cody Epps. He's, a, he's an NFL wide receiver, and he has not been able to get healthy enough to be on the field for any amount of time. That's consequential this year. So, And last year he had the shoulder, and I just love that kid, and I hope he gets on the field. He's such a good guy. And he's wildly talented, wildly talented. Tanner Plummer, I'm married to a casual Notre Dame fan who's only a fan because of the Rudy movie. Well, then she's not really a fan. Would you call yourself a casual BYU fan? Don't start. Uh, Okie State James, Matt Campbell is a good coach at Iowa State. And Iowa State had a good game plan. P.S. My fiance goes to basketball, football, and baseball games with me. She likes sports, and we have fun together. We even went to an XFL game. You mean a USFL game? No, XFL, which is – which. see what he did there. See, see what I did there? It was the merger. The merger. Yeah. You know. I'm. You know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, Casey Anthony got away with it for $5. <laughs> Life update. Okay. In a sports bar, just ordered 20 jumbo wings mild. Well done. Two times the sauce. Oh, get the f blue cheese for dipping. Okay. Okay. See, the name was cute and everything until you lived up to the name. And I had family in town over the weekend, which was fine. It's okay. It's never your favorite part of your life, but but it is the smell eventually of the house like you're fine. Until the conversation turned to blue cheese. Wait, you're not saying that one of them requested blue cheese. No, I'm saying one of them. 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 They. As in multiple. Said ranch is disgusting and I can't stand it. Bro. Are we clear on that? What? Bro, what are you talking about, man? Uh, 
How are you even supposed to work? How is that uttered under the Monty roof? I'm I'm just saying. I mean, and this is the same person that... Mm, no, I'm not going to make jokes. Is this the same person that likes olives on their pizza? I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah, then we order pizza. I ordered four large pizzas. Forgot my pizza at home. Ordered four large pizzas. No, I don't want any. You do motherfucking... Okay. Well, you can go ahead and bring that in then, and we'll we'll take care of it. Go ahead and try meat in. Yeah. Quite literally, my mother-in-law said, ah, ranch is disgusting. I hate it. Bro. What's wrong with you? What, like, what, what do you, what? And now, I, I, will, I will also say I've indoctrinated Mrs. Monty. Well, of course. Like, I have, you know, forced that blue cheese BS out of her system. She is much more of a Roquefort fan. Real quick, she liked the Apple Watch, too, because you both got Apple Watches. She bought it. Yes, I just said she likes Roquefort. Okay, sorry. Do you know what Roquefort is? A type of dressing, a it, brand. It's a blue cheese. Yeah. It's blue, never, okay. Where's the Italian? See what I deal with on a daily basis? I, I, I um, don't you invest were, in blue cheese brands. By the dude. way, Casey Anthony got away. It's not a brand. It's blue cheese. It's like literally blue cheese. Uh, okay, brand types. I, I, I don't put my energy into blue cheese. Like, you guys know that. So with this comment from Miss Casey Anthony over here, God, what did I ever do? To the you? first problem is, is you went, you went double it's on the sauce, enough. dude. It's not enough that, you know, I, listen, listen, God, just send a DNA test down so I can figure out, is he mine or the mailman's? No redos. Because mine would never say this. My bad. Mailman or UPS man? Which one do you look more like? Macaque. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's fine, man. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, okay. By the way, uh, Casey Anthony's got away with it, said, now back to regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> There's no going back. No, there ain't no going There's back. There's no going when back. You roll in here with blue cheese. Come on. <laughs> Alex Reyes says, check with the DHL. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Is DHL still a thing? Yes. Uh, Casey Anthony, ranches for females and kids. Wow. Dude. Wow. Jeff Woodworth, ranch versus blue cheese on two holes pole. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, God. Come on, dude. Do Roll we, it are out. Are we really going to do this? Ranch versus. Are we really doing yeah. a poll for ranch versus blue cheese? Yes, dude. You know. I think I've hit it every time. Ranch is clearly the winner here. Uh, if Dude, if you guys vote blue cheese, like. What's on the line here if Blue Cheese wins? I mean, what, what are we going to do about this? Because uh, we can't have a show where our fan base thinks that Blue Cheese is better than Ranch. And and I don't want to hear about this, oh, well, you're not educated on Blue Cheese. You, you should know what Roquefort is. No, actually, I shouldn't because it's Blue Cheese. I don't invest in, in that. I don't have knowledge in that. I don't scheme to know okay. what Roquefort is. Here's the poll. Ranch or Blue Cheese is a question, and the answers are Ranch or Honey Mustard. Okay. Good. Because you and I both know ain't nobody eating blue cheese, man. Ain't no nobody. <clears throat> I'm a jerk. Uh, let's see. Ranches for people that eat boneless wings. There's no, they're chicken nuggets. Yeah, dude. There's no such nuggies, thing as boneless dude. wings. They're chicken nuggets. <laughs> you don't, dude. <laughs> Guys, we were doing so good for a Monday. The show was going like we, we were football, football, we were perfect. Football. DHL, football, yeah. football, football, like, Marcus perfect. Freeman, football, football. Yeah. We were fine. Like, Notre Dame sucks. Dion oh, sucks. Dan Lanning is a jag. Like, we were good.
And then what do we get? Tanner says honey mustard. Damn right, because I'm not putting, I'm not giving you any of you idiots a chance to vote for blue cheese. <laughs> and I'm just gonna say it. This show sucks out loud. But if our if our viewers vote for blue cheese, then yeah, what does I, it say I, about I'm the just, show? We should retire at that point. I'm dude. not. I, I'm, I'm not, not giving it. you a chance to ruin I, the I'm show. I'm not showing up to have people win a poll by voting for blue cheese. That's not happening. No, I'm. It's not happening. Unbelievers. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Come by on. By the way, uh, Ranch is beating Honey Mustard sixty-seven to thirty-three. Good man. Uh, well done. Hey, Tong says not voting. <laughs> Lopes fan gave blue cheese tastes like feet. Thank you. Thank you. Now, if you like feet, hey, you do you, Rex Ryan. But I am not. I am. I don't like feet. I don't know what this means, salty. Not the oxygen thief, is it, Monty? Who? I don't know what, what that what means. Is it, what does that mean? Yeah, no idea. That? Sorry, dude. Brady Cook ranch is the only way. Blue cheese is so nasty. Also, ranch from Super Chicks is so good, dude. Because at Super Chicks, they cut pure Colombian cocaine <laughs> into their ranch dressing. Yeah, I don't, dude. I don't know how many people know that. They don't actually do that. But it's addicting. The ranch at Super so Chicks. So good. Uh, Capazzo. Honey mustard is not blue cheese. Are you sure? Yeah, it's better than blue cheese, though, dude. Capazzo, I, it's good to see you. Haven't seen you in we were, So I was trying to inform the women of, of Monteville. So there was there was a trip, and they come home. You had pizza. Yeah. Okay. There was like a harem of estrogen. It was terrible. And they're all going on about how great blue cheese is. And I love blue cheese and it's amazing. And I'm like, what about Thousand Island? And they're like, yeah, well, it's mayonnaise and ketchup. Oh, threw up uh, in my mouth a little a lot. bit. Thinking about dry aged beef at Mastro's in oh. Newport Beach. Oh, where I had Thousand Dude. Island for the last time ever. Uh, Boston. If blue cheese wins, Monty's eating a pepperoni and olive pizza. No, you know no, what? No, no. Although, where were we when I had olives that one time? Was that in LA? Oh, it was last when you were out trying to get laid in Missouri. Missouri. It was. Um, it was me, Mrs. Monty and I went golfing up at Canyons. Right. And we went uh, to Squatters and had uh, breakfast nachos, and they had olives on them, and it was in, indoctrinated into the cheese. South person, Tennessee. So then I indoctrinated it into my you d stomach. You what? I ate you olives. You ate them? They were terrible. Oh. Awful. Olives are terrible. Dude, what are you doing, man? Olives are absolutely terrible. It really hit me. Uh, so, by the way, Casey Anthony, thanks for the five bucks and ruining the show. Uh, J-Rod, blue cheese is punishment for shoplifting in some countries. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Teddy Wayman for $5. Sup, guys? I threw a six-pack uh, six in the group chat for tonight's oh, football. Damn. That's right. Yeah. Prize picks, Shoot. you guys. Yeah. Teddy, Teddy, right. Teddy, I need your help with prize picks. I'm on, a, I'm, on a, I'm on a bender like... A bender. Dude. Okay, let's, let's pull dude. up the old prize picks machine here. I was looking this afternoon while somebody wasn't doing any work at all. Yeah, because I'm lazy. Um, and I was looking at Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. I love Jalen Hurts tonight. I actually, you know, the guy I really like. I actually like uh, Baker Mayfield over two twenty nine and a half, but it's Philly's defense. Yeah. So I was, I was leaning a little more that way. But if you look at the uh, rush, um, where is it? Do 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 do. If you look at the um, God, where is the rush? There, here it is, right here. Rush receiving yard combo. Jalen Hurts and Puka Nakua are at one fifteen and a half. I don't know how you don't go for that. I love that combination. Um, and then the uh, TDs, 
the combined TDs are so, – there's a lot in Monday Night Football tonight Yeah, that I would encourage you to uh, get on Prize Picks. Download the uh, Prize Picks app in the description below. And it did, and follow – get with Teddy Wayman because that is the Prize Picks yeah, stud. Yeah, dude is a stud. Like, amazing. Let me look at what Teddy's got tonight real quick. Uh, Teddy, Teddy Wayman. Oh, my God, Teddy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, he's got Brett Maher, one and a half field goals made more. Uh, Cade Otten, uh, the tight end for the Bucks, three receptions more. Mike Evans, eight targets more. That's a slam dunk. Evan McPherson, Cincinnati kicker, one and a half more. Nick's got the uh, safety six tackles plus assists more. And uh, Kieran Williams, the uh, running back, three and a half receptions or more. That's the one I'd worry about. That's the one I would worry about. But I love those. I love those a lot. So, yeah, I would. Uh, I don't hate that. Yeah. I don't hate that at all. Yeah. I think you're good there. Um, all right. Five minutes to the hour on the Monty Show. Appreciate everybody. Hit the like button if you have not. Uh, we are rapidly approaching um, – a uh, thousand pickups in the last three weeks. Subscribers is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. When you hit the like button, it helps us. So we really, really, really like to pick up a thousand subscribers a week. We're a little short of that right now. So please hit the like button. If you're not subscribed, please consider doing it. Uh, 70 votes in the poll. 71% take ranch over honey mustard. Damn I like right. it. I'm going to end it right there. I can feel better about Let's myself. Let's go. Um, Let's see. Five minutes, I'll get you the biggest headlines in sports. Uh, Boss Frog for $10. Mike Smith, are you planning to burn a couch in Fort Worth Saturday? Let me know if we're still friends this week. Harem of estrogen this past weekend, Monty. Brother, you have no idea. <laughs> I'm saying. You have no idea. LV Seminole. Boneless wings are not real thing. No, they're not. No, dude. Boneless wings don't exist. J-Rod, F blue cheese. Fat Jesus, if blue cheese wins, you you two have to eat flats with blue cheese on air. Oh, oh I, I'm not eating blue cheese, dude. I, I, I'm i sorry. I, I just can't. Raptor 88, wings, no flats. Thank you. J.K. Marshall, guys, women eat ranch with celery. Guys, 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 guys. I eat ranch with cucumbers. There, yeah. I said it. There, I said it. Ton, hey, ton. triple brie is God. Uh, God. Okay. Uh, brie, you know. brie is good. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gummy, your mother, uh, Notre Dame, loves blue cheese. I bet my mom does like blue cheese. Uh, Bigfoot Duck Salsa, okay. Uh, the Josh, uh, the Josh, that's your name because I don't want to butcher your last name. Ranch Baby, how can I get in the IG member chat? Um, you have to, let's see, where did you join? Uh, when you join our membership at the higher level, $9.99, like Boss Frog, Teddy Wayman, so many guys have, um, all you do is DM Jake. Yeah. Uh, SLC Jake, he'll put you into the uh, member-only Instagram group. And, uh, yeah, you're good to go. Okay, uh, here's what I got. I just, wanted, I just want to point this out for the folks who are not sure about prize picks. Okay? okay. Here's, uh, let's see. Uh, oh, you can't play Baker twice. Let no. me take that out of here. I really like, I really like, I would Shoot. be all in on Jalen Hurts tonight. Jalen Hurts more, but I already have Jalen. Yeah. Pass attempts or rushing yards? Pass attempts at 31 attempts. That feels a little high. That feels very high. Yeah, I'm going to take that out, and then I'm going to put Jalen Hurts in at 44 and a half rushing yards more. 
Okay. That feels pretty good. Why don't you do it and then send me a picture. Dan Schneider, who has an Oregon logo for an avatar. Why is Dion the only one that can have an ego? Who said Dion's the only one that can have an ego? Yeah. Um, why can he say things like, do you believe or you better get me now? Dion isn't the only alpha male in college football. I don't understand this take. Nobody has said he's the only one that can have an ego. And nobody has said he's the only one who can be brash. The question is, why is it a problem he has an ego and he's brash? Yeah. It's a problem because the average college football coach doesn't say things like, you better get me now because we're never going to be this bad again. Right. Which is what Dion said. Now, play the clip. What is wrong with this clip? What is wrong with this mentality? In fact, I would tell you this is the mentality he should have. I don't say stuff just to say it for a click, you know, contrary to what some may say. But, uh, yeah, I keep receipts. Uh, but I'm serious. I analyze and I understand what we're up against and what we have and what we need. One thing that I could say honestly and candidly, you better get me right now. This is the worst we're going to be. You better get me right now. Now, somebody, yeah, I, I got messengers. God bless him, though, man. He's a great coach. He did a great job. God bless him. He take their shots. They won. I don't shoot. I don't do that. They won. Why is that a problem? Yeah. I have no problem with it. I wish Nick Saban would say it. I wish, you know, Marcus Freeman's not that guy. Good Lord. Um, I just wish that, I wish that, People would accept Dion for who he is. And I, I think it's almost become problematic. And I could be wrong about this, and I'm not trying to make too much out of this. Or I think it's almost become problematic that he's successful because there's a large swath of fans who will never compliment him. Mm -hmm. I'm not a Dion fan, but all of the hate of Dion's success has made me a Dion fan because I'm a big believer and cheering for other people. And I think when when you look at Dion, just because he's winning at Colorado doesn't mean your team sucks. Or just because he says you better get me now, why is that a problem? Is he wrong? Is he wrong? Is Dion the guy that's that like Dan Lanning? And I, I don't know, I don't know, Dan, if you were here when the show started, but I'll say it again. What would you have Dan Lanning say other than to his team before the game, Dan Lanning gave a passionate speech where he said, they're here for clicks, we're here for wins. No problem with that. That's how you're getting your team fired up? Do you, my guy. Do you. The issue becomes when a guy like Deion Sanders, who is not your traditional coach, and no, I'm not going to sit here, and, and I saw a bunch of people talking about how he gets hate because he's black. I don't think it has anything to do with Dion being black. I think it has to do with Dion being different, being a personality who wins. He talks and he wins. But notice he's not the guy talking about Dan Lanning. Dan Lanning's talking about Dion. He's not the guy talking about, you know, like uh, uh, Norvell, Jay Norvell was talking about Dion. Dion wasn't talking about Jay Norvell. Everybody talks about Dion. Dion doesn't talk about anybody. You know, like the only coach that he has played this year that showed him ultimate respect was Sonny Dykes at TCU. And like, and, and I'm not saying that that Rule or you know Norvell or Dan Lanning straight up disrespected him. 
you know, Jay Norvell talked about his mom. Yeah. Like, you're an idiot for doing that, Jay Norvell. I have no problem with what Dan Lanning said because he went and kicked his ass. If you could back it up, do you. Do you. Yeah. But Dion's going to win. You need to understand that. He's gravitational. You know why he's gravitational? Because he has the imagination of high school football players. He has the imagination of guys who are in other programs. There are probably linebackers and defensive linemen all over this country like, I cannot wait to hit the portal. Cannot wait to hit the portal and go to Colorado. Yeah. I guarantee that's happening. You know it and I know it because he Dion's gravitational and there's nothing wrong with that. You don't have to hate him or make it personal. That's the thing I've never understood. And listen, if if that's if that's your take and Dan, I'm not saying you're wrong or not entitled to that opinion. But what I'm telling you is he's going to win. Yeah. 100%. And there's a large swath of college football who's going to hate him for it. Yeah. You know. Jeremy Callahan, Dion going to hit the portal a lot. He's every single year he's going to do what every good football coach does. But here's the difference between good football coach Kyle Whittingham, good football coach Deion Sanders. Deion is not going to hide the fact he's going to lop off the bottom 30% of his roster. Yeah. Kyle Whittingham doesn't have a reality show and doesn't want one. Kyle Whittingham's going to lop off the bottom 30% of his roster. And he, he does it damn near every year. Like every other power football program does it. Well, and I think that's the difference, right? I think that's a great point. Like Dion doesn't hide away from the business of college football right now, which is, hey, yeah, there are some kids who just aren't going to be here. Like that's the reality of it. That's what the portal has done. Like, like yeah, yes. we're going to ship out the yes. bottom 20% and we're going to replace that bottom 20%. And everyone's like, oh, my God, Dion talked all this junk about the portal. Do you understand that that – Folks like Nick Saban and Kirby and Dabo and 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 it, hell, go all the way back to Urban, right? Go back to those days. Those guys have been doing the same thing, dude. You think they haven't been chopping off the bottom twenty percent and then going out and replacing that bot? How do you think you get a four deep at Alabama? How do you think you get four deep with uh, Texas and Sark? That's yeah. how. That is That's how you exactly win in how. college football. So. Yeah, Dion's doing it a little different. Maybe Dion's a little more vocal about his processes and he comes off by some people's standards as arrogant or brash. I don't take it that way. I take it as a football coach who knows what he wants to do, knows where he is, knows where he's going, and knows what the end result is or what the goal has to be. And and again, I have no problem with Dan Lanning talking about clicks. Dan Lanning, beyond brand. Because let's be honest about Dan Lanning. He's a phenomenal football coach. He's clearly a good recruiter. He's a red ass. The guy is not get along Dan Lanning. He's never been and he's never going to be it, nor should he. And I love him for it. And I think Oregon's better because they have Dan Lanning as their head coach. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that Deion Sanders is a bad coach. The fact that they got boat raced by by Oregon does not mean Dion is a bad coach. Nope. Like Salamini on Twitter over the weekend was like, can we stop talking about Dion is the best coach ever? Yeah, tough guy on Twitter. Nobody said that Dion was the best coach ever. And the the sad reality is, and this guy Marco, this cat Marco on Twitter over the weekend, he's only successful when he wins. Now we expose him. So wait, every time a coach loses a game, he's no longer successful? When did that happen? So Nick Saban's a failure. Apparently. Like, you have to have more perspective than that. And it's why I so 
passionately beg you to just take the word suck out of your vocabulary when it comes to sports. He sucks. They suck. You can't coach at Colorado and suck. You can't play in the NFL and suck. You can't. Think of the worst player that you... Who's the worst player? When I say worst NFL player, who comes to mind? God. Um, Johnny Manziel. Okay. Johnny Manziel was a, an addict who was unprepared and was not capable of performing in the NFL. Does Johnny Manziel suck at football? No, he does not. Hmm. Antonio Brown. He has, in my opinion, Antonio Brown has mental health issues. An elite wide receiver who is anything but a guy who sucks. Look at my quarterback in Chicago. Justin Fields. Justin Fields is not a good football player. When compared to NFL quarterbacks. Kyler Murray. Not a good player when compared to NFL quarterbacks. Was he elite in college? Yes. Does that translate to the NFL? You know who you know who I, I, we need to see? Um, oh, my God. C.J. Stroud. Yeah. How's C.J. Stroud doing? You know what's Really funny? good. Dude, C.J. Stroud, there's a stat out there. I can't remember the exact stat, but basically, I think it was, you know, most passing yards in your first, like, four games, I think, or, or it was a certain passing yards within a certain number of weeks. He's on pace with what Justin Herbert did. Yeah. Right? He's on pace with what the the great young quarterback in the league right now did three, four years ago. So C.J. Stroud doesn't suck, but I maintain he's not in a great position. He's doing what he can do. You want to – Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson doesn't suck. Is he not good enough right now? Yeah, he's not good enough. He's and not confident. He's not When executing. compared to Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, he's not good enough. Yeah. When compared to Kirk Cousins, who I'll just say again – if the New York Jets are not burning the phone lines to Eden Prairie, Minnesota, I don't know what they're doing. Seriously. If you're not trying to trade for Kirk Cousins, has everybody joined me on this now? No. They're, what are they, 0-3 in Minneapolis, yeah. Minnesota? The Vikings are 0-3. Trade Kirk Cousins today. Trade him right now to the New York Jets. Get your first-round pick that they're not going to send to the Packers. Uh, listen, listen to the, just listen to this box score just before we move on from this, right? Justin Herbert versus Kirk Cousins, two gunslingers. Okay, great. Justin Herbert, 40 of 47, 405 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, 8.6 yards in attempt. Bro, stud. Kirk Cousins, 32 of 50, 367 yards, 7.3 yards per throw, three touchdowns, one interception. Not as good, but still pretty damn good. Like, how are you not trying to get this guy on your team, man? How? Spangler, let's chill with all the winning at Colorado talk. Okay, tell me why. Uh, Tom, that's absurd. J.K. Marshall, I know of nowhere else other than this show where Dion is controversial. Do you watch TV? Yeah, what are you talking about, dude? Um, Jeremy Callahan, what Dan Lanning said was absolutely perfect, but make no mistake, Lanning is an a-hole. Yeah, what's Lanning won? It, this but, is what I'm trying to understand. But it doesn't matter what he's won. Dan Lanning called out Dion, and a lot of people don't like what he said, and I'm not going to play it again, but a lot of people don't like what Dan Lanning said about Colorado leaving the conference. And the problem with that is, and I will play it again, what Dan Lanning said here about Colorado leaving the Pac-12, tell me how he's wrong about Colorado. Not a big reaction. I mean, I'm trying to remember when, what they won to affect this conference. I don't remember. Do you remember them winning anything? 
I don't remember them winning anything. That's it. Thanks, Coach. Right, appreciate it. Tell me where he's wrong. He's not wrong. You don't have to like it, but <laughs> I'm just telling you, the guy is the guy is not wrong. That's yeah, the hard but, part. But here's here's what I disagree with. He's not wrong. That's right. He's not wrong. Colorado didn't win anything and hasn't won anything quite some time. That's factually correct. My problem with Dan is, okay, cool. Be a red ass. Do do what you need to do, man. But when's the last time Dan Lanning did anything in college football to warrant you picking on someone that, you know, is way below you, and then you want to reference them well, and disrespect them? He's been there one year. He's but, been there one but my, year. But my point is just generally. What, when's Dan Lanning been, if you're going to pick on someone that's below you, right? We all agree. Nobody's shy about saying Colorado's below Oregon. Colorado's not good. Dion sucks. Like, all these people, that's what everyone wants to say about Colorado. Okay, if that's the case, then why are we talking about Colorado? Why not just make it about you? Why do you need to put Colorado down to fire up your team? Because the reality is Oregon hasn't done enough by college football playoff standards. And you're right. Dan's only been there one year. They're clearly better. Totally agree. But I just think if you're going to go and put guys down, if you're going to go and, you know, crap on another program. You better go beat them handily. Oh, wait, they did that. That's all I'm saying. When he when he loses, you're going to hear about that. When he loses he the He lost to Oregon State dude, last year. When he loses a game later this season he shouldn't lose and it costs him the college football playoff, we'll talk. We'll bring this back up because it will happen. Okay. Uh, and donuts is the PXG hype real. Oh my God. Yes. It's very Here's how real. You know, it's real. So my guy, Darren Ingram up at canyons hit my PXG driver two weekends ago. He hit it 354 yards. So every time we golf with somebody, we always give them the driver and be like, Hey, why don't you hit this driver? Did it with our guy Dylan yesterday. Yeah. Everybody hits it further than their driver because it's got more spring. It's got more life. It's a phenomenal club. The irons. The irons are phenomenal. It is. I've never been able to hit four, five, and six irons with PXG. I can hit them, and the everything from the woods, the drivers. I, I these words I never thought would come out of my mouth because I am an evangelist of of Scotty Cameron. My putter the last three weeks. I just got a brand new set of PXG clubs. My putter is on fire. Like. I I am a guy who, with the Scotty Cameron, struggled to two-putt. Yeah. Now, I am routinely two-putting, so my putting is going in the right direction. And I am... Since I went to PXG, my handicap has gone from a 17 to a 9.5. Thanks. Now, I put in a lot of work. Um, I take lessons with my guy Darren up at Canyons. You got fitted. I got fitted. For the exact right club and the exact right shafts and the pxg clubs are are the difference maker the pxg golf ball is the difference maker my guy garrett down in provo at px our fitter at pxg here in utah sent me a couple sleeves of pxg golf balls and that ball is better than and i'm a pro v1 guy we've talked about this on the show with golf balls i hit pro v1 the, the, the PXG ball is simply better than the, the Pro V1. It's better around the greens. I can control it more off the face of the, the 50 degree and the 54 degree. Um, I think, in my opinion, it's more explosive off the face of the driver. 
Um, and I hit the ball long enough. I'm pushing now that I've got my swing a little better corrected. Off the tee, I'm routinely 270, 320-ish in that. I had a drive the other day that probably, because it was downhill, went a little further, but it was fully 320. And so my second shot is routinely a 7, 8, 9. Yeah, and that 320 was on laser, by the way, too. Laser measured from the tee box. Uh, so the golf ball just goes further. It goes further, and you have more control around the greens with it. The PX, if PXG is not hype, it's reality. Yeah. Period. And if you have not gotten fit for your clubs, you're fooling yourself because... DM us. We'll hook you up. Yeah, we'll dude. I'll you. take care of you. I will connect you to the PXG guys I know, and it'll change your golf game, man. I, I'm not even... I'm not even in there. By the way, the deluxe PXG uh, cart bag is back in stock. <laughs> Worth it 100%. 100%. PXG.com. Uh, all right. Casey Anthony says, uh, dudes who eat ranch use the boy's urinal. He always goes to the shorter urinal. Always. Uh, James, I used to dislike Dion. I went and worked uh, to be my best self. Now I get it. Coach Prime believes in himself and his team. I now want to be like that. And a lot of people, and take a pen and a piece of paper out, life according to Uncle Monty. Hey, Monty. A lot of people come after guys like Dion because of something inside of themselves. Right. Like they're unhappy. They're not, they don't feel like they're successful, whatever it is. Every time a guy like Dion pops up, and it's, it's too infrequent. I wish guys like Dion came to the top more. But when guys like Dion show up, their success, their swagger, he drives a Lamborghini. That gets ticketed in Boulder, you know. People resent him for that. Yeah. And it's, I'm telling you, somebody else's success is not your failure. And that's really difficult to grasp, man. The sooner you pick that up, somebody else's success is not your failure. The sooner you pick that up, the better off in life you're going to be. Casey Anthony, uh, when Dan Lanning was in sixth grade, he used to bully the fourth graders and steal their lunch money. Well. I believe there's a video of that. Yeah. There's not. There's not. It's fine. Um, I mean, there is. However, there is video uh, that tells you how great TridayTrading.com slash Monty is. Thanks. Uh, all of our college football talk on the Monty Show, you guys know, is uh, presented by Triday Trading. And it's every day, it seems like now, another one of our viewers and listeners sign up for the $10, 30-day trial membership at Triday Trading. And again, while we're on the subject of good old Mon Uncle Monty life advice, stop complaining about your boss. Stop complaining about your job. Cut the unhappiness out of your life. Live the life you had a vision of. Go into Disneyland if that's you. Go into the islands if that's you. Driving the Lamborghini. Living in that house. You and your wife, you and your kids doing the things you've always wanted to do. But you can't because you're overworked and you're underpaid. And I hear it every single day. I'm tired of going back to the office. I'm tired of my commute. Well, stop being tired of that and start living your dream. Because it's all possible at TridayTrading.com. All you have to do is sign up for their $10 30-day trial membership. And it's a charitable donation. You give Triday Trading $10, they give it to a charity. It's a tax write-off. And then you get 30 days of their entire program. They hold nothing back. A lot of trial memberships are like, okay, we'll give you a little taste. No, they give you the whole thing. Elite, high-level coaches. The algorithms, the processes, the software. So that you can see... 
that full-time traders who've graduated the TridayTrading.com program, those full-time traders make $1,000 a day or more. That's at a minimum $240,000 a year. And if you want to do it as a part-time thing, maybe you want to pay off your car. Maybe you want to pay down your second mortgage or your credit card debt. Their part-time traders make three dollars to $500 a day. They work about 90 minutes a day, program your trades in the morning, go to work, and all day while you're working your full-time job, your Triday Trading is making you three dollars to $500 a day. It's not hard. Get to TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Um, let's run through the biggest stories in sports real quick. Monday Night Football has kicked off. Philly and Tampa is what we have on our set. Uh, Tampa's got the ball. Baker Mayfield is on the field. Mike Evans is going to have a huge game tonight. Um, and I think this is going to be a dogfight. Now, of course, I pick Philly because that defense has been so good. Mm-hmm. But I would not be surprised to see Tampa win. And I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel like we have a real grasp on who Tampa is yet. No. No, I think Baker's done a good job so far this year protecting the football, you know, not turning it over, you know, for the most part playing good football by his standard. Uh, and I think this is a great test. Again, this is one of those games if you're Tampa where you're like, okay, we're, you know, Eagles are coming into our place. Like yeah. we need to we need to go out and win this ball game. And to win this ball game, you're going to have to run it and you're going to have to get going Mike Evans, you know, and I, and I think if you do that, you're going to win the game. But if Mike Evans has a quiet night, let's say, like if Mike Evans only has like three receptions and they find a way to shut him down and you're not like, you're not going to win this game. And so that's why I agree. Mike Evans has to have a big night. Yeah. And I think Baker Mayfield, I think he has been that guy with swagger and energy and Tampa needed that. I think there was a bit of a hangover with Tom Brady retiring. And I think they, they needed Baker to return to this level. And I think he has so far. Now, we'll see if he can continue. We're two games into the season. Let's not get overhyped. Yeah. This Philadelphia team is more than just a test. They are legit. You have to be able to run the ball, and it looks like Tampa understands that. Early in this game, they run it on second and 10 and get like two. <laughs> um, but Baker Mayfield's going to be the reason that they they win or lose this game. And I think you look at guys like Josh Schweck, Cox, Davis, you know Hassan Reddick, who I think now is back to being healthy. Um, I think he is a big deal. And re- the, the guy who you're going to hear a lot tonight, Darius Slay, yeah. is going to have to have a big game. Um, but I think this is I think this game is a real test for both of these clubs. Now, obviously, Philly's favored by five and a half. I'm telling you, Philly's going to win the game, but I think Tampa's going to give them everything they want. And Darius Slay almost had an interception off of the hands of Mike Evans. Yeah. So. Good start for the Philly defense. We'll keep you up to date on that one. About an hour from now, the Rams and Bengals in Cincinnati. I have not seen, I don't know did you if you guys have seen the uh the update. I have not seen a Joe Burrow update yet. Joe this Burrow. Was, this was going to be a game time decision. Um Laura Rutledge had reported that the Bengals told her it's going to come right down to kickoff. And from what I've seen, that has not changed. So it's going to be. It's going to be very interesting. Does Joe Burrow play tonight? Yeah, I think he's going to play tonight. You do? I I think that you're at home. You need to win this game. And I think, you know, just for this team's confidence, you you, you need to – if this was a road game, I'd say, okay, hey, you're going on the road. Joe's not 100%. Yeah. All right, great. But you're at home here. And 
All I've seen on ESPN while we've been doing the show, watching pregame on Monday Night Countdown, is Joe Burrow warming up, Joe Burrow laughing, Joe Burrow looking looking like he's good. So we'll see. I mean, again, I think you got to be careful with it, but overall, like I think it's yeah, he should play tonight. I I would I I don't know why you wouldn't play him. I think you don't play him until he's a hundred percent, and I won't believe he's playing until I see him running out there. Yeah, I mean, we'll I, I get it. But this Rams defense is going to get after the quarterback, so you better be ready to rock and roll. Uh, by the way, I would take the Rams all day in this game. I'm a, I'm a huge believer in it. Yeah. Um, you know. Uh, Casey Anthony. Uh, I, I read that one already. I apologize. Let's see. Who else is in? Uh, OG Gary says they cleared Joe and he's on. Let's see. Let's see him run out there. Let's see it. Raptor 88, I saw from ESPN that he's active tonight. We'll see. If he plays, I'd be really surprised. I think that is a foolish, foolish move. Foolish, foolish move. Yeah, every, I, I, there you go. He's playing. He's starting. Yeah, I think that's a foolish move. Do you, I, I mean, I would not play Joe Burrow until he's 100%. Because yeah. I don't believe they're a playoff team. Mm, I think they believe they're a playoff team. And I think that's what's hard. Like, dude, if you are a team that has made a Super Bowl appearance and has been battling, you're 0-2. You got to have this game. Yeah. Like, you're not going 0-3 and making the playoffs. It's such a rare Playoffs? Feat. Yeah, dude, we're not talking about playoffs. Dude, if you go 0-3 tonight... Joe Burrow should just sit his ass on the bench until uh, until he is 1,000%. There is no reason for him to be playing at that point. Aaron Wilson uh, says, I know nothing about the NFL. Well. You should learn because uh, Texas Tech season is over, dude. I, I think Texas Tech is one of the most disappointing teams of the year. That's so tough to say, too, right? Like, we're in September, and you're already basically I'm at the point where you're saying, hey, our season's over. I'm shocked by it. Yeah. I am absolutely shocked by it. I, I just... And college football really needs that, again, respectfully, that secondary brand, the not the the brand that can go out and make waves nationally like Texas Tech is capable of. They College football needs that second-tier brand. And it's disappointing that, you know, Tyler Shuck, Joey McGuire just couldn't get it done. And yeah. I don't know if... The, yeah. I, I don't know if, you know, if you're a Tech fan, if you're saying, hey... You know, the, to hell with Shuck. This is on Joey because he t- should have taken Shuck out and switched. Or I, I don't know where you're at on it, but either way, it's disappointing. I, there's no other way to look at it. Big dog O-Town uh, paying member, question mark. What do you mean? Paying member of what? Um, Jeff Woodworth, Joseph Lee Burrow. Correct. Joe Burrow. Joseph Lee Burrow. <laughs> Love it, Gary. Uh, Jim Choice, Cincinnati is going to win this game. Take that to the bank. All right. I can't go 0 3. There he is. There Ooh, he and is. they're wearing the whiteouts tonight. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's been a huge story yeah. on, on Insta Snap. Yeah. Uh, Raptor 88, Puka is going to have another great game. Dude. Stud. Under the radar. Stud. Getting after it. Uh, Bryce Martin, they're trying to get their season back on track, and the backup must really suck. Well, but the backup's not Joe Burrow. Yeah. And I don't think it has anything to do with that. I just, Joe Burrow, when he's on. But they, they're 0-2 because he has not been on. Agreed. He's not been that guy. And you have a calf strain man. Yeah, Jake Browning and Reed Sinnott are not getting it done. And look at all the tape and support he has on that calf, dude. You And the, the thing you worry about with calf strains is what do they turn into? Achilles stairs. And what did Aaron Rodgers have in training camp? Yeah. It's you worry about it. Conference Commissioner Gumby says, I know nothing at all. Duh. 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 Idiot. Mike Smith, Aaron Wilson, you are young. You still have plenty of time to learn the NFL. 
Chris Phillips, Aaron Wilson greater than Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see what Joe Namath said about Zach Wilson, dude? Said he's seen enough of Zach Wilson, and, and that first sack where Zach essentially fell down was, quote, disgusting. Dude, Zach's taking heat, man. First of all, oh Joe Namath shouldn't talk about quality quarterbacks because he, he was never a quality quarterback, number one. Number two, Zach Wilson's not a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. You have to go and get Kirk Cousins if you are the Jets. Yeah. It is mandatory at this point. You have to do it. Fat Jesus, 0-3 is for losers, signed Cardinal fans. Dude, you're not wrong. How did the Cowboys lose that game? It's embarrassing. Oh, my God. Bryce Martin, is. Uh, it is the most disappointing team in, in the sport, and our expectations were just to make it to the conference championship. You're talking about the Jets, I'm assuming? No, he's talking about, I think, Texas Tech. Kim Coulter, hello, Kim. Nothing but misery and despair for me and my Red Raiders. And 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 it's so frustrating too because it didn't need to be that way. It you had uh, is it coaching or is it the players? Uh, probably I both. I think it's a little bit of both, but I think that better play calling in the Y.O. game gets you a win. Defensive play calling. Yeah, but I thought offensively too. It was a little. It was a little conservative early in the wild game. I, well, you know. I, and I, I think the, the biggest problem I had with the, the wild game and Texas Tech was a lack of execution yes. in the first half. Yes, That was the issue. And I think if you look at, you look at Joey McGuire, I understand he was an associate head coach, but the guy had no major conference experience yeah. as a head coach. And... He was an awesome, awesome, awesome high school football coach. But you just feel like maybe if he's going to be a six, seven, eight win guy, is that good enough for Texas Tech? I just don't think it is. Yeah. And I could be overvaluing Texas Tech. I freely admit that. Well, I don't think anyone's disputing. You notice the comments. No one's disputing the idea that Texas Tech before the season had conference championship game aspirations. No, absolutely. I, I mean, everyone was on the same page with that. And, hey, maybe we were all misguided. Maybe we did put too much trust in Joey. But but I just have trouble with this concept that that coming into the season, Tyler Shuck with this, was this guy that y'all thought was a stud and just this outstanding quarterback. And I bought in hook, line, dude, and sinker. And, and I'm not saying there was anything wrong with that. But his play has shown you he is – mediocre this year and that's hard and let's be very clear you're not firing Joey McGuire that's not happening nor no. should you no but now you have to have a little more oversight now you have to be a little more critical and I think you have to look beyond Tyler Shuck I think that's the that's the one where I come down and I'm like yeah dude yeah I think you need to you need to be a lot more critical Jim Choi McGuire and Tech will be better next year they better be uh, Bryce Martin made my weekend that C.J. Stroud got on that ass and best the Jags. He was really good. And I've been a Dude. critic. I've been a critic. Gary Wolf, not, no, not one of Texas Tech is the disappointment is the season, of the season, no doubt. Shocking in the conference. Shocking in the conference. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Mike Smith, someone say Nagel Browning. Browning Nagel. Oh, my God. That's a name I've not heard. Jeff, uh, Joe Burrow needs to be the guy behind the guy behind the guy until his calf is healthy, man. 
Dude, Joe Burrow just needs to come in and do his damn job tonight. Look like the guy you were. That's all you got to do. Mike Smith says John Snow. Yeah. Great show. Jim Choi, didn't Burrow hold out during the summer? He did not. No, he did not. He did not. Oh. Uh, OG Gary, Katie, calf injury. Oh, yeah, please. see another one. Don't even right? say that. But if you're Kevin Durant, you knew you knew what the risk was. You understood that, okay, yeah, people are criticizing me for not playing because I, oh, I think it was, was it the finals, I think? Or was it, yeah. the, conf- it was the finals? Goes out there, pops his Achilles, and he said, yeah, I laid my body on the line. What do you want me to do? Yeah. Like, it is what it is. Mike Smith, Joe Namath said Zach needs to start drinking and hitting si- hitting on sideline reporters. Yay! Seriously. You guys remember that with Susie Culver and Joe Namath? Oh, my God. I want to kiss you! Okay. How dude. creepy. Chill out. So It was so... Have you never seen that? Oh, dude, you got to go watch that. Joe Namath is hammered on the sideline with Susie Culver. Yeah. Drunk as mm. and he's like, I want to kiss you. <laughs> I bad, so bad. Yeah, Aaron Wilson. I need to fund an NFL team to follow. Find, follow the Chicago Bears. Join, join the Bears. Me. They're worse than Texas Tech. You'll feel better. Yeah, you'll feel better about Texas Tech if you become a Bears fan. Yeah. Uh, Broadway Joe guarantees the win. Jim Choi says, Yeah, but that's what the guy lives on one one win. Like he was bad after that. Uh, Gumby says Zach's mom could start something in the NFL, though. Maybe. Yes, yes, yes. Maybe. Uh, Aaron Wilson, find. I already fund a losing team. Don't call us losers. That's not nice. <laughs> Capazzo, the Jets O-line uh, needs to take the heat. They suck worse than the, than the Mega Maid. Dude, that offensive line is bad. Yeah. I, I, you know what? Capazzo, spot on, man. And when are, are we going to get together when we come down there to golf this winter? Golf. Well, Jake's never coming down to St. George of Mesquite. I mean, he's got a big-time girlfriend now and stuff. Yeah. He's, he's too busy to golf. Uh, Mike Rochburns. Puka is him. Indeed, he is. Uh, by the way, no score. Nine minutes left in the first quarter. Uh, Tampa's got the ball again. Uh, oh, what a catch. I, I'm telling you, Baker Mayfield is playing free football. Yeah. He is really letting the ball go. And it's great to see, too. Tampa's dangerous. Bryce Martin says Texas Tech, yes. Yes. OG Gary, Miami told the Broncos they uh, that the speed limit is 70. <laughs> Can you believe they scored 70 it's, points? Uh, that's... Uh, honestly, and I know I asked this earlier in the show. Is it Sean Payton or is it something else? I think it's Russell Wilson, but that's just that's just me. But what does he have to do with giving up 70 points? Just because I, I think that as an organization, you don't have the right chemistry right now, clearly. And and I think that it helps when your head coach – I was watching the, the Chiefs game or the Bears game. On the broadcast, they were like, hey, the most important thing in the NFL is to have your head coach and your quarterback in philosophical alignment at the same time. And I was thinking about that, and I was like, yeah, dude, like Sean Payton and Russell Wilson are not on the same page, and that much is very clear. And I'm, and I'm not saying that Russ played like crap because he didn't, but but you're never going to reach that top end. And if your team doesn't believe in their quarterback and doesn't believe in the, the system right now, yeah, you're more susceptible to doing what they did. That doesn't excuse the defensive play calling or how bad you played. Yeah, but at, at, at some point you have to start understanding that he, he needs to flip this roster in its entirety. Yeah. That is what it is. Capazzo says, hell yeah, we can get together. Let's do it. Boston. Mapes. 
The faithful yeah. always have room for quality fans, especially after the fights in the stands the last two games. Dude, stop stop throwing hands at at sporting events. I'll drop that mother. Anytime you punch somebody in the face, there is a, a pretty significant chance of death. Like, you got to stop doing that. And I, I've never understood why people get in fights at games. Yeah. Jeff Woodworth, you want me to kill all the golfers? No, I really don't. Um, big dog, Trey Lancer, Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, Lamar all day, dude. Can you believe they lost to the Colts? <laughs> that was yesterday just him? Was yesterday Gardner just that day? Gardner Minshew for the win. No. Did you see Gardner Minshew went full Dan Orlovsky yesterday? Yeah. Did you guys see that? Gardner Minshew is into the end zone, backed up into his own end zone. And stepped out of the back of the end zone for a safety. <laughs> like full Dan Orlovsky. <laughs> and I feel bad because I like Dan a lot. And yeah. I feel bad bringing it up every time it's iconic, it happens. Though. It's iconic. But it happens more than oh, we want to. Oh, dear. More Britain than we Covey's Britain getting Britain Covey. Britain Covey to the 45-40. Wow. Britain Covey, Covey almost took burner. it to the hizzy. My goodness, that was close to going all the way. That kid Man. is such a baller. You got to love that. Um, you know, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, CJ Stroud and Tank Dell is a great connection. We won't make the playoffs, but let's get to seven, eight wins. Bryce Martin says, yeah, I think yeah. that'd be a great year to start. Huge year. Yeah. Uh, OG Gary Broncos country definitely went for a ride. <laughs> Dude. It's so bad. Haters. Haters. I'm telling you, I love, I love the haters. Uh, a couple more real quick. Cause then we have to get to national food service employee day. <laughs> uh gary wolf i think fox was more interested in showing taylor jump up and down oh boy yeah dude can we talk about this oh, real quick and her I, down up and down cheering for lover boy than the actual game I, i'm oh, getting i am boy. so tired gotta of this sit already. Up for this one I, i'm so tired you got hey swifties slc dude, jake on dude, twitter and instagram I, I, slc jake go please. get him Follow me as much as you all flock to Travis Kelsey. Jesus. I mean, how... how 330,000 new followers on Instagram over the weekend. Uh, okay, so I, I, I flip open X today. Twitter. And what do I get? Tweets. Highlight after highlight after highlight. Andy Reid, Patty Mahomes, you know, everybody in their mom in Chiefs land talking about, oh my God, Travis Kelsey and Taylor are together. They're the perfect couple. To the point where Travis's mom up in the box standing next to Travis's Taylor Swift. Mom. There's people making jokes about the fact that 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 Trav's Trav's, Trav's mom is the 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 uh the bar setter for classic Midwestern wife. You know, had Travis Kelsey, he's a gazillionaire. Oh, if that wasn't good enough, yeah, Trav is gonna go marry Taylor Swift now. That's the jokes I get to see as if, you know, the football game wasn't enough as if, you know, Patrick Mahomes and his Super Bowl winning ways aren't enough. Now we get Swifty Kingdom and Travis Kelsey, you know, aligning forces and everything aligning right in the forces. world. Aligning forces. When, when, when am I going to get Travis Kelsey coming out, uh, you know, on stage during the Eras tour with Taylor? When is that going to happen? Okay. Okay. Listen, I think it is. I think it's very interesting, you guys. That she took Travis Kelsey. She can have any dude in the world. No disrespect to Travis Kelsey. 
you went with Travis Kelsey. Now, again, she's kind of been a hot knife through butter, right? But who's stepping down? Taylor Swift or Travis Kelsey? Let's get crazy. I actually think it's Travis Kelsey stepping down to Taylor Swift. Come on, dude. One, how do I politely and gently... Um. I know the customers, and it's a department store, not a convenience store. I know, Risa. And it's probably Walmart, not Marshall Fields. Right. I'm I'm not interested in that. And she is in and out. She is going to be there for a few minutes. Is she going to get to another Chiefs game? Yeah. Will he and she be together in three months? No. Oh. That... So you know what you're getting if you're Travis Kelsey. Now, are you Pete Davidson and you're just trying to splish and splash with him? (laughs) You're just trying to go for a swim in the Kardashian pond. And I understand that, I guess, to some level. That raises Pete Davidson's bar. It does. Does Taylor Swift raise Travis Kelsey's bar? Did Did the match raise Travis Kelsey's bar? Yes, it did. You, the golf match, him and staff. Yeah, you know, it, did. it did. He won the match. That raised his bar. Does Taylor Swift give him a little cue factor? Certainly it does. Does it get him more attention? Absolutely it does. She's dumping that ass before he can probably even pop a squat. You know. like there, And I'm just going to be honest with you, right? You and I both know they've already, they have already repopulated the earth multiple uh, times. 100%, right? dude. Right? So you're... <laughs> You're going to be able to say, hey, I I attempted to have children with Taylor Swift hundreds of times probably. That's great. Travis Kelsey, you raised your bar. But she's dumping you in less than 90 days. Over under what would be a- 90 days? Yeah. That's, 90 days. That's a great over under, 90 days. 90 days. 90 days. And the, the, the day one is probably two weeks before any of us knew about it. Right? Like, they, they, these two have been seeing each other for a minute. She won already. Let's just be very honest. The the Sunday night football, like, or the Sunday football thing where all Fox talked about was, oh, it's Taylor Swift. Oh, my God. Look, it's Taylor Swift. All the let's, Swifties. Let's get Taylor's reaction. Oh, my God. Oh, Taylor jumping up and down. Bounce him, sweetheart. Oh. Like, all of the, Here I am. All of the stuff. Right? Like, all of the stuff. Taylor Swift, like, we she has it. been... She has been all about that. And I'm telling you, Taylor already got her bang for this. That, Literally. That is that is my opinion. And I think that it's it just is what it is. Yeah. It's fun. And now I my guess is is that you're just going to you're in my opinion, now you're just gonna walk walk this out. If I could see her, the only thing that keeps her there, in my opinion, is if they go to the Super Bowl and Taylor can have fun at the Super Bowl while Usher performs. Usher? Um, I think that's where we're at. Yeah. She is arguably one of the richest women in the country right now because of the Eras Tour. All of her new money is like you you just you just know. Yeah. Dude, you I just think I've hit it every time. You just know. She's living on the right side of the line, bro. Yep. So I just don't think that it is. It's a fling, dude. It's not a real thing. Yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think this is a a risk at all. I think it's cool for Taylor Swift. 
And I think that Travis Kelsey is a guy who's going to get his ass dumped, his mom will cuddle him, and then he's going to move on to average chick you've never heard of and live happily ever after. Because you're not marrying Taylor Swift. Let's nope. just be real. Let's just be real honest about this shit. You are not or stuff. Excuse my French. You're not marrying Taylor Swift. You're not having a white picket fence and the two and a half kids in for somebody. and the schnauzer, you know, poodle, doodle and mix thing. And we're not thing. getting flannel pictures during right? fall. You and I both know there are no, oh, remember Taylor Swift? She retired from being a, you know, a, a, a carousel to marry Travis Kelsey and they lived happily ever after. Gotta be fucking kidding me. There's no happily ever after with Taylor Swift. She is that girl who, in and out, she's a day trader in men. That's all she is. I'm in. I finished high. I'm out. You are not. <laughs> this is, and maybe this is where Travis Kelsey is because he's not young anymore. What is he, 33, I think? No. Travis Kelsey. Yeah, he is. No. Okay. Travis sure, Kelsey. No way. I'm pr- I think he's 32, What? 33. How old is he? 33? Dude, what? He's not a kid anymore. This isn't your Whoa. this isn't your midlife crisis where he's just out hooking up with every pop star that'll, you know, Whoa, wet his dude. whistle. That's not what this is. This is Travis Kelsey taking a shot at marriage. And you don't reach into her DMs the way he did and beg and be thirsty the way he did if you were not trying to like hook up to Shaq. Uh, a lot. Right? That's not who Taylor Swift is. I'll change her. You're not going to change her. No. She's a billionaire. No, no, no. Conference Commissioner Gumby. Jessica Simpson, greater than T. But Jessica Simpson's yeah, a different kind of crazy. Yeah, but that was a different crazy. time, too. Like, come on. Come on, man. Yeah. Um, Boss Hog, you degenerate. So are we going to have a, this a, a bet over under 90 days? Yeah, I think it's 90 days. But I All think right, it's, boss. Yeah. I'll bet you Bob steak and chops. Please. Uh, You're going to steak tonight, aren't you? Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, I am going to Roots Chris. Yeah. Um, I'll bet you Bob steak and chop. Let Let's do it, yeah, man. You down, bro? Let's go. I'm down. Jeff Woodworth, Swifty is like two holes in prize picks. She just gets piped every day. <laughs> Dude, you're not even wrong, dog. Can you? We, can we? I'm on like a 30 game losing streak. I, I'd like you to put my prize. I've I've played it big tonight. I've I've got a twenty dollar play to win five hundred on a six pack. I'm just saying, dude. I play it big tonight. Yeah. Here are Jake's prize picks. Yeah. The official daily fantasy provider of the Monty Show. Yeah. Here's Jake tonight. Mike Evans, more than eight targets. Okay, I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that a lot. I'm a big fan of that. Right. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, Chase McLaughlin and Jake Elliott, three and a half made uh, field goals together. I like that. And a lot. here's Jake Elliott with a 36 yard attempt. Should Come on, no you pre- prick. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Like Jake Taylor Elliott. said, let's go. Yeah. Take it like Taylor does. I'm so bricked up right now. And it is good. good. We've got one. There we uh, go. AJ Brown, Philly receiver, five and a half receptions or more. Ooh, that's not looking good. I've got two already. Uh, All right. Oh, do you really? Yeah, I got two. Okay. He's got two. Baker with uh, half an interception. You went less, so you don't think he's throwing a pick tonight. No. That's going to kill you. Jalen Hurts, 44 and a half yards rushing more. And then Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, one and a half passing TDs more. So you think he's throwing two dimes tonight? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. There you go. Yeah. I don't, I, look, I don't hate it. I don't, 
I don't. There's definitely some risk in it. I, I'm not. I'm not denying that. There's risk in it. The Baker one's the most risky. Obviously, yes. he either does or he doesn't. That's the most risky. But you know, he's like I said, he's been protecting the football well. He's playing well right now. I I I hope he lives up to it. Casey Anthony got away with it for five dollars. Travis Kelsey boldly going where lots of dudes have gone before. Ah, let's go. Good job, Casey. Casey is very quickly becoming one of my favorite commenters. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, Jim Choi, how long of a career is Jalen Hurts going to have in the NFL? Well, Oh, I think it's going to be a while. I think he's throwing more and running less. Yes. And I love that because we're running with Anthony Richardson, who's in concussion protocol. You can't run in this league for a living. Jalen's only 25, man. He's probably got, if he does it right, he's probably got 10 more years at least. Uh, I don't know about that. Quarterbacks in 10 years don't don't often mix. Well. Um, not in this league, not in the current incarnation of the NFL. I'd say five to seven years. He'll play into his early 30s. Uh, but I look at a guy like a, you know, a, a Gardner Minshew, backup quarterback. He's having a great career. Making a nice living. You know, Chase Daniels, having a great career. He retired now, but you can be a good backup. Blaine Gabbert coming in behind uh, Patty. Okay. Boss Frog, I'll take the over starting today. That's Christmas. Okay, so we're on for Bob's Steak and Chops. So he's saying, though, he's saying that they got to make it to Christmas Day. From right yes. now to Christmas Day. Uh, on the over-under, Bob's equals $200. This is a makeup for the Notre Dame Moneyline split on the action. No. This is just straight up, my guy. Yeah. Let's go. Um, Cleveland Rocks, her biological clock wow, is ticking. Wow, dude. They, fucking donkey. they will get married. No. No, 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 no. No, Jim, I'm not reading that comment. Uh, Chris Phillips, I smell a 90 days in reality show starring Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift so people can watch their dates. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh, Kelsey uses his hands. Taylor uses her hands. Neither going to be uh, George Costanza, ha Costanza hand models. <laughs> what do you model? What do you Gloves? model? Gloves? One of the best lines ever. Uh, Jim Choi, how long of a career? I read that one. Uh, the Todd Father, I like how calm uh, Jalen Hurts is. That works. It does work. Yeah. That absolutely works. Um, look at Cam. Cam who? He goes, yep, look at Cam. I don't know what you mean. Jeff Woodworth, uh, then he'll get traded to the Broncos and suck. <laughs> probably. Story time, Monty. All right. Tarrant County boy. Hey, boy. Uh, let's talk about service employees. Yeah. So today, today, oddly enough, is National Food Service Employee Day. Yeah. So we had another terrible fast food experience over the weekend. I can't remember what day that was. We were playing golf one day. Golf. I know golf. you guys find that surprising. I know. Um, <laughs> And we... Stopped by a oh we got Impossible Whoppers at Burger King. Oh yeah, dude, bro, this is a problem. Pull up to the box to order the Whoppers. Oh okay. Welcome to Burger King. We love you. It's awesome. Please review the menu and we'll be with you shortly. No, no. Order when you're ready. Hey, uh, thank you. I'll have two Impossible Burgers. Well, do you want to upside that to a combo? <laughs> <laughs> I was. And I was like, whoa, that's a different voice. Now, now you got to bring context to this, right? No, no, that was Wendy's. That was Wendy's. The two-voice thing was Wendy's in, was in uh, Wyoming. The two-voice okay. thing. 
was Wendings in Wyoming. And I'm, I'm mixing them You're together. You're mixing them together. Okay, so the Impossible Whopper guy. Yeah. Here's the problem with the Impossible Whopper guy. I order, we roll up to the window, and he's just all pissed off. And then the, he, he turns around to the guy behind him, and he's like, they have two of those. Just like that. <laughs> like, I'm sitting, he, he's serving me out the window right here. And he's like, yeah, okay, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. They have two of those. You're a douche. <laughs> what are you, Batman? <laughs> and we were just like, whoa. And then, like, he gets the bag, and you know how it's, it's a paper bag? Yeah. And homie just goes... Picks it up off it like he's squeezing it. The iron fist. He grabs. Here you go. Have a good day. What do you bitch? I was like, okay. Then we drive all the way to Evanston, Wyoming. And, this is a different day. And it's a Wendy's. Yeah. And the, the machine is like, welcome to Wendy's, you fat ass. Um, Would you like to try one of our beef sandwiches? Order when you're ready. <laughs> And I literally was like, oh, no thanks. Like, it had me. I thought it was a hurt. <laughs> uh, no thanks. A uh, couple of Dave's doubles. Uh, do you, oh, that's what I asked. Do you guys have sugar-free lemonade? Yes, we do! What's wrong, it was aggressive like that, too. I was like, dude. <laughs> and you literally said, wow, that was quite the voice change. I was change like, whoa, there. that was quite the voice change. And the guy's like, oh, sorry, that's recorded. Do you want to offsize that to a combo, fatty? And I was like, hey, man, might as well. Fat! Next window, please. And then you go up to the window, and it's little Jimmy, the teenager. Okay, that'll be $900, please. And it's like, where are all these people hiding in that little speaker, man? It's the weirdest thing. Now, having said that, I would like to point out uh, the Dave's double. Dude, cash. Fat! Cash. But I bring this up because it's National Food Service Employees Day. Yeah. Do you treat service people well? You should. Generally, I do. And you can be my yeah. litmus test. Yeah, Generally, yeah. if you're ser giving me service of any kind, gas station... Oh, it's, all, it's all opportunity, right? Dude, I pumped 23 gallons of gas into my car today oh. at Costco, $3.99. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Just short of 100 bucks. Damn. But um, I do, if, there, if somebody is going out of their way to give me service, at the grocery store, I'm always friendly to the cashier. Um, at restaurants, I, I don't eat out that much anymore, but I always tip well and I always take care of the server. Yeah. Like, I'm going to a higher-end restaurant tonight. I will take care of the, the service person. Well, and I think it's opportunity-based, right? Like, whether it's a small opportunity or a larger opportunity, if they give you good service and whatever they're trying to do for you, I think they should be rewarded for that, you know? Yeah. Just like you should be penalized if you give crappy service. I agree. There's a guy with another catch. Was that him? A.J. Brown, I think. Um, it's just pretty remarkable that so many people – I was reading on um, Reddit, I think it was the other night. My wife was out of town and I was lonely under the covers. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Anyway, uh, exactly. So I was on Reddit reading. Um, there was a story on Business Insider about tipping. Which and, we're talking about service tipping. Yes, not that's tipping. That's different than Travis and Taylor. Yeah, the double The double T. Yeah, Swifty tippy. Right. Uh, anyway, the point is. I think I've hit it every time. Um, people do not tip well. Yeah. And it's not because of the, the, the 
the recession that still hasn't hit or whatever. The tipping has stayed level for a decade. People do not tip well in general. And we've argued over this. I have stopped tipping at convenience stores. Yeah. Um, I've stopped tipping at, you know, there's a, an acai bowl store by our house. I tip there because it's artistry to make the art, the, I'll tip those ladies. Yeah. yeah. But generally I'm not tipping you in a fast food restaurant. No. I, that's the part where like I was at last time I was at Jersey Mike's not, I said no tip. Do you tip the delivery guy for Jimmy John's? Well, yeah, because he's bringing it to me. Yeah. He's working for me. But generally, I think I treat service people really well. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I, and I, and I think that, you know, it's like um, when we were in California, Tustin Ranch, golfing. They had a guy, and I've never seen this before. I'm a relatively new golfer. They had a guy at Tustin Ranch who, when, you, yes. when you're on the last hole and you're finishing the hole, yep. this guy stands here while the carts pull up, and he cleans your the, the clubs that are in your bag on the cart while you finish playing 18. Yep. When you're on the green, whether you're putting, chipping, whatever. While you're doing that, he's cleaning your clubs. He's got a Venmo, takes cash, great, three bucks. And all this guy does is cleans club all day. And he'll 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 wipe your, your seat down. That that particular day it was raining, it was wet, it was kind of like you know you, all you Southern California folks know about the misting rain in California. Yep. It rains enough to kind of soak things, but it's not like just drowning you. And so the cart was really wet. The bag was wet. The clubs were wet. He dried everything off. Like he, he, he did everything you were supposed to do. So like whether it's that or you know uh, any type of service opportunity, I just think you got to treat people well because ultimately the food industry is powered by people who you know for the most part, excluding this whole twenty dollar minimum wage thing in California. Jesus. For the most part, you're you're working for pretty low end pay, and I yeah. think you should be rewarded if you go out of your way. Yep, I agree. Uh, Mike Smith, times are hard when the devil has to work the drive through. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> it not literally that far sounded off. like that, dude. It's not that far off. Yeah. Jeff, uh, BK says I can have it my way and that I rule. That makes me feel good about myself. It's like my daily affirmation. <laughs> hey, man. BK triple stackers, which they don't have anymore. Yeah, which is really disappointing in, in why I would go right to Wendy's for a Dave's double. Uh, the Todd father, are we going to just ignore the impossible part of this? Oh, dude. No. Impossible Whoppers are amazing. Yeah, they're better the, at the Habit, though. The Impossible Burger at Habit? Yeah. Gas. Yeah. It's so good, and it's so much. It's 400 calories versus 900 calories. Yeah. It's a huge difference, and I love Impossible Burgers. Yeah. I'd eat one every day if Mrs. Monty would let me, but she won't. Uh, Gary Wolf, the speaker keeps saying, and then... And then... Uh, hi, yeah, can I get a large fry? And then? Um, that's all. But what else? Thank you. I can see you. You're a fat tub of goo. Order a milkshake. You want it. Fat! Onion rings. <laughs> yeah. When's the last time we had onion rings? Been a while. Can't I haven't had a, I haven't had a milkshake in... I just don't eat that stuff anymore. Yeah. I don't. Uh, DF Aust, is it simple? Coach Prime is a threat against the SEC and the Big Ten, hence the diminishing effort in it or the narrative. Maybe. Maybe. Um, Mike Smith, the redheaded hussy, had the devil in her. No cramps. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, the Todd Father, BK Onion Rings Rock. I haven't had them in too long. Uh, Conference Commissioner Gummy Baconator at Wendy's. No. Oh. 
about dude. 15 years ago now. Get in my God belly. Damn, we're getting old. Yeah, we are, dude. I saw a reel on Instagram the other day. Had all the movies that came out when I was a kid, and they were like, yeah, these are 22 years old now. Thanks. Ridiculous. Thanks. Um, back in the day when we lived in Los Angeles, we would go snowboard up in Big Bear. And at the base of the mountain, there was a Wendy's. Oh, and it slapped every time. Jake, every we'd time. We'd come down the mountain, Jake could get a Baconator. Oh, yeah, every, dude. Yeah. I can't eat bacon anymore. Uh, Geoff, what's up, Geoff? Good to see you, bud. Uh, had a nacho double cheeseburger from Wendy's today. It was bomb. Jesus, that sounds so good. Final. Oh, my God. Mike Smith, did the drive through employee have a name tag that said Sybil? Seriously, bro. Seriously. Uh, I refuse to... Uh, I refuse to go to get fast food again. Service is horrible. Prices are too high. How expensive okay, is yeah, this fast is a food? Conversation, dude. I cook better than most fast food places. Big dogs, chili, and grill. Dude, you're not wrong, man. I'm I'm with you, man. The idea that like a McDonald's dog, or Wendy's or BK is pushing 25, 30 bucks is outrageous to me. You can't get Jimmy John's. I had Jimmy John's for dinner the other night while my wife was out having fun with other people, not myself. Uh, I had Jimmy John's, sixteen bucks. It's a joke for Jimmy John's. Yeah, it's a joke, dude. Like it's it's crazy. Uh, Maury Alvarez, my favorite Floridian. Uh, demon possessed ordering at Wendy's. Hi, I'd like a Dave's double. Screw you! Go chicken, fat ass. Go Tigers. Right? Your cholesterol looks high through this pinhole camera. Go chicken. Go A one C. You should order a large side of Rebelsis. <laughs> Um, there's something. Can, wrong can I me, can man. I get a Wagovi bomb? Um, you're fat. Try Wagovi, chubs. <laughs> Tony, uh, hundred thirty dollars hey, to film. Hey, hey Tom. Hey Tom. Hey Tom. What's Tone. up, Tom? hundred thirty dollars to fill my thirty gallon tank at Costco. Where's the Italian? Dude, what are you driving? Like an F eight fifty? Okay, so I bought new tires last week. Yeah, Michelin Cross Climate Twos and stuff. Now, you guys know that I'm selecting who works on my car. My guy, Preston Palumbo, usually is the only guy who ever does anything mechanical. Mm -hmm. But I don't have a tire guy. Yeah. And so I went to discount tires. I wanted a specific tire, a Michelin Cross Climate 2. Yep. Nobody had them in stock. And why is that? Because they're sold out. Well, but also in your size. Oh, well, yeah, I roll on 20s. I have a Jeep Grand Cherokee. It's 20-inch tires. And nobody has them. The guy at Costco was like, we never stock them. Um, we always have to order them. The guy at Big O Tires said it would be 10 days to get them. Same thing that Costco said, 10 days to get them. Yeah. So I called a discount tire. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, dude, I can have them here in in uh, four days, Monday. Oh, okay, great. We're out on the golf course the next day. Yep. Hey, Monty, I got your new uh, tires in. And the guy just assumes I have no life. And he's not wrong. And he's like, hey, can you come? What time can you be here? <laughs> and I'm like, dude, Swifty's coming over. I can't. Yeah, dude, like, come on, dude. Don't you know what it is? So we talked about it, and he's like, okay. I'll see you Monday. I go in Monday and he quoted me some kind of astronomical number. I saved 300 bucks on those tires and he did it in 20 minutes. 
And I was re- I haven't gone to a discount tires. I don't think I've ever gone to discount tires. I have been a a loyal Big O Tires guy. Yeah. Discount tires saved me a hell of a lot of money, man. Yeah. And they did. I got there at eight o'clock, dude. They rolled that thing in and rolled it out and done. I've oh, added a gallon and a half of mileage to my tank, so I'm I have a V8 Hemi in my I have a Grand Cherokee Summit V8 Hemi. Uh, I'm getting 19 gallons a, a mile right now. Oh, 19 miles. Hello, 19 hello. miles a gallon. Like it's ridiculous, and the tire is silent. I love it. Yeah, the cross climate twos, dude, are so worth it. So so worth it. Uh, Maury Alvarez, three twenty at Sam's Club here yesterday in Florida. Your gas is three twenty. Dude, our gas is piping us right now. It's I paid three ninety eight at Costco today. It was it was terrible. It is terrible. Like it's brutal. Recession is definitely coming. I don't think a yeah, full yeah, I don't think yeah. a full scale recession's coming. Yeah, I've been yeah, arguing yeah. with my friends about this for a year and a half. Uh, Maury says, "What about cow tipping? That's gotten better or worse?" Yeah. Those cows want a lot of money to let you push them over. Bet you weren't expecting this one. You know, it's it's not good. Uh, Jim Choi, discount is a company store. Big O Tires franchises can't sell at a loss like discount. But Big O just couldn't get them. Yeah. The difference is discount tire had a apparently had a set of 420s in Las Vegas. And he's like, I can I'll have them here Monday. Was amazing. Yeah. I much prefer to to it's you guys know who we work with. People like um, bucked up energy, bucked up.com. Use the promo code Monty 20 local business, family business, big O tires, local business, family business, super chicks, local business, family business, the advocates, local business, family business, try day trading. Like, but I couldn't get the tire. I wanted. Yeah, I could not. Um, conference commissioner Gumby. I did a lot of work on my first car shocks, motor mounts, batteries, timing belt. Good learning experience. Yeah. I don't work on cars. Nah. Uh, final comment, Katie Raider, discount tires at Monty. Always ask if they have a better deal. Always, always. And they do. And I saved money doing it. Exactly right. Exactly right. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Best injury attorneys in the business. They're local. As I said, I've known Matt Driggs, the, the, one of the partners at The Advocates for 12 years now, I think. Good people working in your communities. Doesn't matter where you are. Get to theadvocates.com. They can take care of you, and they're never going to ask you to reach in your pocket and pay them, ever. Never. You don't pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. Chat with an attorney live online for free right now. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.